All right, welcome to a big roast battle recap on Inappropriate Earl. Uh, we're going to talk about last week's amazing roast and the energy and the atmosphere and the overt racism uh, that was throughout the roast. Uh, we're going to talk about Josh Meyerowitz uh, completely out of control, yelling battle like a caged animal. And uh, today we have uh, the great Matt Nost here, one of the nicest and funniest dudes up at the store, the great Matt Edgar, whose uh, podcast last week was uh, still getting rave reviews, and we have Autistic Thunder, <laughs> Joshua Meyerowitz. Guys, welcome to the studios. Uh, thank you. Thank Great you. to be here. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Much love. Say much love. M much love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the bat and Matt was uh, Matt Nost was in a battle with the yeah. great Jason Tebow. With Tebow, mm -hmm. so you've been in the jungles. It's honestly great, great choice of words. It is a room full of apes. <laughs> <laughs> it is when you hear the type of jokes, they get certain reactions. Like you say things, like I wrote one joke beforehand. You're like, oh, this is money, and it did okay. And then other jokes, you're like, this is the meanest thing I could possibly say. And the room just goes nuts and you're like oh they okay i mean i thought it was this type of room but it is just a room full of apes well i mean you lost your battle yeah uh, basically uh, when in the third round uh, jason tebow dropped the ultimate word for a white person to say oh, yeah, yeah dropped an n-bomb to close and then he fully aped out and he dropped the mic and just looked wild-eyed into the crowd and just screamed and they, I mean, the place just went crazy. And I have one joke after that. And I was like, I got nothing. There's nothing on this piece of paper that's going to top that. There's nothing you could have done outside of maybe showing your dick. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. To win a roast battle? No, I'm not. That's really a Hail Mary there. That's the <laughs> yeah, ultimate. Beyond. I, I would have done that. And what happens, what happens that if it gets... What's that? I can't even imagine how that would apply. Showing your dick? Well, you have to do something that's going to yeah, get... Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying, but... That's what I'm saying, but I can't even begin to imagine what would need your dick in order to get have a killer burn. Well, an M-bomb, apparently. A yeah, and then... bomb well, from a white man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right in that if I pulled my dick out or something along those lines, because the joke he said had nothing to do to me, didn't apply, but he's appealing to the room, which is smart. <laughs> so if I do something else that appeals to the room in an even greater way, then maybe I could win it, but yeah, I don't... You were still in, I'm battling Jason Tebow. Yeah. And I have jokes for Jason Tebow where he went off, he went trailblazing with this. Uh, he, I guess you guys get one N word. You uh, get two. And I used uh, mine in my roast with Boone. <laughs> well, Wait, so you get you get one each, or you get two around, or you I get two? Think, well, I think they turned it into one. And at this point, I don't think they're even letting you do it anymore because the first time uh, caused quite a stir, apparently. Well, now you've gotten like legitimate industry coming to yeah. this. Yeah, so it kind of makes it difficult. And I don't think Comedy Central or whoever. I think I think Showtime's coming this week. Sweet. Uh, on Thursday, there's two battles this week. Oh, really? Oh, so oh, who's shit. who's the Thursday? I think uh, Thursday is uh, Joe Dosh, very funny gay comic, Excellent. very funny comic. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't say gay comic. Uh, well, we, now we know where the jokes are going to be coming from. Right, and Trey Stewart, who's probably most famous for. Uh, I don't want to say uh, rape or sexually assaulting someone, <laughs> but he was uh, took a tourist into the sound room one night <laughs> for an extended period of time. She yeah. dropped the charges. Well, well she I, also went to the sound room with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's like that. Uh, what was it? The uh, the 
I still don't know the whole full story about that at all. I don't that's, think that's the long knows. and short of it is that he, from what I understand, he had a uh, there was these there's two tourist ladies, and he took one of them, and then the other one blew the whistle, saying, you know, one of your door guys took one of my friends, and now I can't find her, and then. <laughs> And I think they also were looking for a reason to fire him because he's never at his post or whatever. The, and it takes whatever some, the politics over there was. It's pretty impressive to get fired at the comedy store. True. Yeah. Oh, my bad. No, come on, man. Stop interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> you only have the one mic. Yeah, well, you got to speak into it if you're going to. That's what you only have the one mic. No, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I just I like you. making you nervous. So then you get like, fucking I know. Nervous. I, I start. <laughs> that's, that's good. I Rattle start, the autistic guy. I start stammering like a fucking techno song. I'm like, so you got what you wanted. Right. No, no. I remember the one podcast I did with you and Jeff Richards and Don Barris and Don. Don just kept looking at you going, what the fuck are you looking at? And you would get all nervous and you'd start like. Just imploding. Just needless fucking intimidation on Don's part. Yeah, and Don's an intimidating guy. Oh, yes, yeah. he is. Sorry, let's get to the battle. Uh, you know, I thought it was accurately scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Didn't we also call it Earl? I thought I, uh, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't rooting for either guy. No, not I, rooting, but just. But I mean, I like both of them. So I yeah. thought in our, uh, you and I did kind of a uh, prediction podcast. I, I thought it was being pretty. Uh, Fair in my evaluations, and, and I think you were too. Now, did you guys predict the they'll probably split rounds, but I think Jesus will win? Yeah, we based that off of Jesus having the room on his side, whereas a lot of people would like to see Tony go down. Was- well, see, but I heard that Tony had a bunch of his you know minions, his red band. The click clackers? Yeah, the click clackers, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Called? The click clackers? Boone calls them. That's, that's kind of perfect, actually. Yeah. I, I guess there, there might have been a few there, but... uh. I, I think really what it came down to was um, he, Jesus has literal battle experience. Oh, yeah. Um, he still has the best joke that I've heard on that show. He has good jokes. He also had, from what I understand, a, a lot of guys wrote jokes for him. <laughs> a lot more people wrote yeah. jokes for him. But Jesus he didn't use did them. Yeah, he, he didn't use them. I know a couple guys that did. Oh, yeah, and he didn't use them? He used like uh, one or two of the 20 they sent him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they were very mean-spirited, very funny, and I, I, I'm i not sure if Tony, who's great, he's a great yeah. comic. Can I say, Hinchcliffe annihilated in the first round, at least. Yeah, yeah but that's only because Jesus stumbled on the... Uh, yeah, right out the gate, he stumbled, and Bill Burr called it best. He was like uh, Peyton Manning at the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got the safety right away. He's got happy feet. <laughs> yeah. He's got happy feet already. Look at him. And then you could tell he lost his spirit. I mean, it is embarrassing. I mean, that room is so... They really are animals in yeah. there. One stumble and one joke doesn't fly and mm-hmm. you're dead. So... Uh, I mean, yeah, that is the impressive thing about that. You need to be perfect every round. Otherwise... Any flaw, if the other guy managed to not have a flaw, you're done. It doesn't matter. Yeah, your joke doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's it's intense in that room. Yeah, 100%. I'm glad, though, because originally they were talking about doing it in the main, that they did it in the belly because that, that room is much more conducive to that environment. Yeah. That's small and closed. The energy bounces off the ceilings. Yeah, it is. It feels more like a basement, whereas the main room's bright and glitzy and the ceilings are huge and you would lose main a lot of that energy. Hacky. Belly room... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that that looks like a yeah. It looks like you have that in a basement. It's actually an attic, but what's well, like ECW type of? It is ECW, atmosphere. man. Yeah, it's it's just that raw little sweaty 
just dark. I mean, why is even the design of it like? Why would they have the big mirror like that mirror that that runs along the entire? Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. It just it's like it's almost like they didn't. Well, and actually, it wasn't even a, a comedy room. It was an office. Those were offices. Mitzi turned it into a, a comedy room, and like you could just you could just. Any room that's not meant for comedy, I, I, those are always the better comedy rooms. You know what I'm saying? Especially it's something that's some, that's so that's not a comedy show. Like that kind of performance that happens in there for the battle, that wouldn't look good at a comedy club setting. But it does look good in that gritty belly room. Yeah, I the mean, stage is like a, a foot high and <laughs> hefty bags stapled to the ceiling <laughs> to maintain the all black. I mean, t- t- two black uh, comics sleeping in the back. I mean, always. Really- I gotta say, I'm glad the peanut gallery is a permanent thing now. What's the? You mean the all Negro Jamar, way? Yeah. <laughs> Jamar and Trey, uh, Trey and uh, uh, who uh, Keith Soul, Jack. Like, yeah, Jack Knight uh, and uh, sometimes Jerron Horton's in there too. By the way, Jerron Horton pissed me off. Yeah, let's get to the. I mean, that's just one of the more controversial things on last week's roast. You did your usual. First thing where you have your hands in the air going Chanting. battle. Yeah, yeah. Mine's yeah. Ju- Daniel up. Bryan. Yeah, Daniel yes. Bryan. Jumping up and down <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. a complete maniac. Roast. <laughs> Roast. <laughs> but then I noticed the battle. set. You tried to do it a second time. Well, yeah. I. Uh, but Jeff, you were really animated. Jeff, Jeff Ross said to me, when you feel it's right, go for it. But at the same time, I can't feel things through very well, so... I probably came in at the worst possible times without even realizing it. It's yeah. just like you stormed the stage. And uh, you were I, just, like... I just I had fun. I, I was told to have fun with it, and I did. Well, he had his finger on the trigger the whole time, and he was sweaty. That's a good analogy. Also, I had Sandy Danto giving me, like, practically giving me baseball signals what to do. He's like, <laughs> if I rub your He's shoulder. He's your third base coach. Like, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. steal. Go. It's, Go. Uh, he said, he's like, okay, if I rub your shoulder, run, run up or stay here and do the bat, ch- battle chant. If if I jab you in the in the, on the side, that means join the peanut gallery and whatever, or do it from we, our side of the room. So I would be. That's, did, did Sandy leave? <laughs> no, no, he was next to me the whole time. Yeah, where was Sandy in the second when you just like <laughs> stormed out of the bullpen like a bull? <laughs> I mean, you look like. Uh, did I do the wrong thing? Uh, probably, but oh, it made on. it for a better show. The time, the, the timing wasn't. Was off on that the second time you went up. <laughs> she just, you just like, walked up on stage. Basically. It's like a horse being <laughs> let out of the gate in the Kentucky Derby. You just like stormed out. Like, I, I mean, I, I hope I in the end, in general, did a good job. I'm not trying. To oh yeah, nobody even nobody's thinking about it but us. Yeah, oh, you yeah. did a great job, man. Yeah. I, you know, I want to do. If someone gives me a job, I want to do it correctly. Do you have any special plans for tonight? Are you gonna no, be no, just more? the usual and like. They, I asked, I talked to Jamar. I'm like, he's like, yeah, don't directly join the peanut gallery, but like, What's do it? it from your side of the room. So it's sort of like peanut gallery and stereo. Now the peanut gallery, for those of you who've never been to the roast battle, is the all black section. <laughs> yeah, and that's wow. to combat my section, which is the whites only table. Mm-hmm. I like the inclusion <laughs> of uh, what's her? Becky. Like Jamar, at some points, like like has sex with Becky during an awesome burn. No, I think they're making out, which yeah, I was yeah, really no, no, disappointed. Oh, Becky. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, listen, they're, they're, Jamar. 
when he picked her up yeah. and started oh, making started out. Ma- with oh, it was disgusting. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I hate to see those races intermingling. So, I like it. The white table has come onto the podcast as well. That's so, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm in character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who are we kidding? I supported Donald Sterling. What the hell is yeah, going exactly. on? Exactly. It was a private conversation. Yeah. Let's be yeah, honest. It's, it's, no one's going to hear this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so the Jerron Horton thing was. Uh, I realized he was like on the floor uh, because there wasn't a place to sit with the peanut gallery. And I was, I was trying to talk to him during the Like he- I was trying to say to him, Hey, if I start running up, I don't want to hit into. And all he did was stare daggers at me. Like I was telling him to like, get out of the, get out of the place entirely. Or it, I think there was a misinterpretation because he wouldn't let me like get past him to do anything. And we're friends and it pissed, but it p- rightfully p- and st- it pissed me off, and and I was told I was in the right with that. Uh, what, do you don't like him because he's black? <laughs> you son of a bitch! No, no, he's a. Fr- I just said he's a friend. Uh, he just it pissed me off that he. Well, see, I'm gonna edit that part out. <laughs> when you say he's a friend, well, well he's uh, and then you just bleep it yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> what did and he I'll say? I'll do a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fix is in, guys. Yes, the fix is in. Autistic he's guys, a, racist. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not racist. Dude. I know I'm not. Um. But you have fun at these battles. Oh, right? I have so much fun. I'm so glad I get to have some sort of official part. Mainly, I just sit there uh, so Adam Egit, the manager, has a place to sit during the roast battle. Right. That's nice of you. Well, you hold him a spot? Yeah, I hold him a spot cause, because once like it gets like a half hour before the roast, everybody's filled in mm-hmm. the seats. It's impossible. So... Adam has to be there in a cap- that capacity at that point, especially to like, stop people from getting in. And- the thing is, no, he doesn't. He just wants to watch the show like everybody oh, else. I I, well, yeah. in a way, I like helping him. He's a friend. Yeah, I'm not against him, but I just like that, oh, I officially need to sit here and laugh at these jokes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you part don't. Of the job. Yeah. Whatever. I, I wanted to help him out as a friend, and, and, I, and so I did. What is that? Probably I've been at the store probably six years. It's definitely the hottest show I've ever seen there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Consistently hot crowds. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the roaster, you know, hit or miss. Yeah, but um, the, the atmosphere is always hit though. It, yeah, it's like yeah, even jokes, when it's miss, it's still a hit room. It's miss. There's still the racist. There's still yeah. Moses keeps it moving. The judges are funny. I'm, the comedians, if the roasters aren't good, the judges will rip them. And yeah. it, we're going to get yeah. our laughs. We're going to get our laughs oh, worth. Before we even got here, we were talking about uh, the time Leslie Jones was a judge. Do you remember that? Oh, she when, was when those two girls went up and they just they had a horrible roast, not just just lobbing softballs at each other, and, and nobody's got... nobody's hitting. I think it, it was Eleanor. Kerrigan, yeah. It was Eleanor Kerrigan and Les, Leslie Jones, and then and then Rel, right? That was yeah, that yeah, was the. Rel. And Eleanor so, would like get her even more riled up. Yeah, Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor was just feeding the beast, and <laughs> Leslie. Literally. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Leslie just. I mean, it made those. She sent those girls home after that. Once they Good. Got, you guys go home and think about what you did, and they <laughs> they left. Well, and yeah, went they home just. Think about uh, you know, I don't think they really are good roaster. You know, you have to have a style of uh, yeah. comedy to do. Yeah, it's actually, very tough. You know, I mean, you've been on the stage. I mean... Yeah, I mean, we, oh, you man. just need to be 100% sure of yourself. Because that's the weird thing of, I've never said these aloud to anybody. Right. A few of the jokes that I did, I wrote a couple hours beforehand. 
You're like, I don't have the slightest clue. You don't have know if any of these are going to work. You assume, because we've all been doing this for long enough. I know how to write a joke. I know how to perform a joke. But you still don't know. You're like going up there blindly. That's why I like the Tebow got a criticism in ours in the first round because he read a joke off of his phone. Right. And they're like, you just read that straight off your phone. And in my head, I'm like, I can't believe he's getting criticized. Are we supposed to act like this is our act? Like yeah. we've been doing this for five years and right. this is our material. Like, yes, I'm reading this off. I don't know. I mean, I fucking wrote this today. Am I supposed to have this memorized? I mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, even an actual roast, there's a dais. Yeah, and you, they've got yeah. their Everyone cards, has, uh, and they've got, yeah. But I do think sometimes it breaks your momentum, like, looking at the sheet, and yeah. then, like, you know, especially on the rebuttals. You know, yeah. Which, as you know, I think is the number one, like we were talking about last week. I think the rebuttals win you or lose you the roast. Yeah, more often than not. Because you got, and like, even with last week's, you knew that both had help, you know, I'm sure... The people we think helped Tony helped him, and mm-hmm. and the no. people. Well, no, and that's expect. I mean, why why wouldn't you use people who worked oh, on? Yeah, no, no. And uh, you know, uh, Jesus had more than enough help from many outside uh, freakers. <laughs> yeah, the whole potluck list on his side. Right, but and also yeah, you know, seventy five percent of the comedy store. Well, you know, that's what happens when you create this wrestling heel character. You're going to burn some bridges. I'm and- number one. Oh, he's great, but you know, he's just you're gonna make some enemies, and I don't think any one of us in this room have an enemy. Like, no, uh, you know, that's why you are such a hard guy to roast to me, because it's like you're so nice and friendly. You'd be the same way. I mean, you, you know, might have a couple targets on you. Just... <laughs> I uh, the one time they were trying to figure out a way I could be in the roast battle because I'm I have a hard, I could never do it. I have the confidence, but I don't have anything else to back it up. Uh, there was an idea that Pete C would write my jokes and it'd be me versus him. I could see that. That's pretty funny, but it's not good enough for a whole. Race. You're not mean spirited. Yeah, I br- there's a reason why my apparent catchphrase is much love. Yeah, he'd he'd apologize after. Yeah, every yeah joke. Joe, especially if it was a really good one. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry so about sorry. that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah, about that. Everybody's sorry. really reacting. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, that. I'm just, sorry. Much love. Much love. Much love. Do you have anyone you'd like to roast? You must not like someone up there. Uh, I, Hey, you know what? What's funny? One time he was telling me that he actually the only people that he not not I wouldn't say you have a problem with, right. but uh, he doesn't like when there's other autistic people yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, I said this on stage too. <laughs> Stealing like your autistic other, thunder. I like, like I don't like. Uh, yeah, it steals my autistic thunder. <laughs> yeah, it's like when dogs get in the same room together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like like. Who else is autistic? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think uh, of. So, people, not too many. Uh, Keith Re- Keith Rezo, is it? What? Into the mic. Oh, my yeah. bad. I'm no, sorry. it's all good. It's, I'd like to have people hear this. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm sorry. I'm so excited. I don't even know what much I'm love, doing. Much love, dude. No, there's like only a handful of other ones, and there's only like one or two other ones that actually talk about their autism on stage. If anything, at this point, I might, if, if as far as I know, and I don't mean to be up my own ass, I might be the only one know, truly known so far that talks about his autism on stage. But there's this guy, other guy, Keith Reza, I think. Fuck it. him. Yeah. Oh, what no. a fucking loser. Much love, <laughs> Keith. I know, I know. Much love, <laughs> Keith. Much love. But no. fuck you. Yeah, much actually, love. that would be a good, whoever this guy is, him yeah. or Smirowitz. He would kick my ass. He's a pro comic. Well, so are you, dude. No, I haven't earned shit yet. Well, that doesn't separate you from any one of us. Well, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an amateur. <laughs> I mean, no like, says an Activia commercial still on the books, but yeah, thank yeah. God. I appreciate. I appreciate it. The, uh, I, I love you guys. I, much uh, love, man. Much love. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have a mean. I like. I could say mean things, but it would just be me being honest without any cleverness. 
Yeah, no, you're an honest guy. That's what I like about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not honest enough for to be funny in a roast. Maybe in a stand-up set itself, but not in a roast. I mean, well, it's, I think it's inevitable that we're all going to have to get up there at one point. They're going to run out of people. Like, well, the thing is, like, you run into like uh, what they had with uh, Matt Taylor. And, oh, that was uh, awful. Yeah, because guys are going to be shitty at it, so it's kind of like you need to keep finding guys that want to do it and actually will show up, will do the preparation. I think you're going to burn guys out because I think Jesus is done. I don't think yeah. he's going to do another one. Uh, I bet you Pete does a couple more, but he's got to be starting to get tired of doing them. Hormones. Yeah, Hormones is probably burnt out. Can I say, I, I hope at one point they actually bring in like like – not famous and but like they bring in like the or or guys like Dalia or or Burr if you could get Burr to fucking be on a roast battle. I think you do that when it gets on TV. Yeah, yeah mm. I, I figured, but like if you give it a little. More if it's in the belly room, we use belly room comics. Yeah. I gotcha. But it would be funny to see like Dalia go up against I don't know like Brian Cow. I'm calling out Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God, that'd be excellent. Oh. Or Earl as Mommy Tours versus. There'd be a, a lot of people lined up to a uh, battle. Oh Tommy. Yeah, that would have to be a main room show. What, if, what if Tommy beats the shit out of me? Never, I mean, look, Mitzi uh, says well, that he's the funniest one. Well, he told Barry. If Mitzi says, yeah. Well, something, something, something. Black people. Well, you got me on that one, Tommy. Let me get to the haircut. And then, <laughs> yeah, there's there so much. I would love to see Tommy roast because there's so. If you think that. Uh, Jesus got a lot of outside help Whoever is oh battling Fucking Tommy oh, I'm e emailing that guy 15, 20 jokes You'd hey, bring Go Here's here's all the shit That I've said to him Personally And here's all the shit That I would love to say to him You'd bring an, an encyclopedia On stage so, You know Just turn to page 8 For this joke and, I mean, Yeah Non-stop yeah, Old paid regulars Coming out of the woodwork Oh my god You'd have like Barry Diamond the Return of Rick Ramos Yeah Fucking Barry Diamond Paging you his jokes And <laughs> I just love that, like, uh, Bilak one time was driving by the store, and he fucking just parked right in front, ran up the steps, looked Tommy right in there, and went, fuck you, and just walked right out, <laughs> got in his car, and drove off. He probably got passed. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. Lester would be totally into it if I remember his whole thing, how he got to be a paid regular. Is Jocelyn Lester a paid regular? I he should be. He, uh, yeah, I think he maybe at least in friends and at least in friends and family. But he, if I remember, it was him. He he said something about like at one point he just started yelling at Tommy. He's like, "Why aren't I paid regular?" Blah, 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 blah. I, I think that's all. Oh, look at that. Oh. I think that's. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm watching the. Oh, Kings. No, it's also watching it. the Kings game. We got the King game on uh, with uh, muted uh, Kings one last night. Yeah, they're, uh, they're about to win. Right two zero in the series. Uh, that black player just scored a goal. So speaking of Tommy, it's just <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, yeah. this world? Black comes Tommy, up and, no. and a black guy scores a goal. He's half black yeah. though. I thought the blacks don't play. I think hockey. you're. By the way, uh, Josh, I think you're talking about Jamar. I, no, no, Jamar. That, well, Jamar just became paid regular, but I never. Yeah, but and he Moses. was always calling out Tommy from from the stage. Why are you from... passing me, Tom? Before he was a paid regular. Oh, well, his. Twitter feed like I'm not on Twitter but enough guys oh, are like shit dude you gotta see it at like one in the morning and I, I I just got on logged on Twitter a couple of times just be like hey comedy store uh why don't you just go tell Tommy he's a racist piece of shit and just like hey comedy store just like yeah. non-stop Tommy huh? put his boogers on Angelo's name on the wall <laughs> I would, I'd probably say a bunch of things about how he's two-faced <laughs> and is probably never gonna give me a real chance who it's Tommy well, I don't think he's two-faced I mean I'll, I'll stick up for him from the standpoint of it's got to be the toughest job in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell hundreds of comics a week no. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I agree with you. And I don't like the guy at all, but his job is pretty impossible. I mean, I was there one night uh, by the booth when uh, 
one of the comics he gives the probably the most amount of spots to said, I want to go on now. And then an A-list comic came in and kind of said the same thing. And then a second A-list comic was like, so he had to deal with three comics giving him shit. And it's like, wow. Yeah, and it's not going to end. I can't imagine what potluckers and open micers say to this guy. You know. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I do think he could go about it in a better way, but... It's one guy in charge of every single piece of that lineup in the original room all week. It, and from, like you said, A-list comics to primetime paid regulars to the late night guys to potluck open micers to friends and family to employees. This guy has to run the roster for all of it, all across the board. Right. And also maintaining the, you know, the social standard of not being racist because he's been called that a million times. So he's got a, you know, I'm sure there's a quota of at least three new black paid regulars a year. Well, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. the last two comics he's passed have yeah. been black. I mean, <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. good for the rest of the year, I guess. Another, that's got to bother him, too. Another two weeks, it's going to look like the Congo in there. <laughs> but. Oh. I'm going to have to change my character in the roast battle. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I like that joke. Just yeah, like, yeah, speaking well. of which, did you guys see what happened with Leslie? Oh, oh yeah, I all heard, the brouhaha over yeah, the, or doing the Mandingo bit. The, the weekend update thing. You what, see that? What happened? What happened? I didn't see it. Um, well, she did a spot on weekend update where... Uh, Basically, she did. I think that was part of her act. Too. It was. Well, they 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 told her because I've seen her do it. With them do it with other uh, comics. Like, do you know Brooks Whelan? Yeah, heard of him. Yeah, cast member. On yeah, Blake but he he started as you know bit player and writer, and they came to him. And they're like, hey, just do this bit on Weekend mm-hmm. Update. So they came to Leslie and said, we'd like you to do one of your two bits, either the race bit or that texting bit. And according to Jeff, told me that she said that. You tell me which one to do because I love both of them mm-hmm. and I will do whatever you want. So they said, do the race bit. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead and finish. Well, yeah. So she does the race bit and uh, right now she's hearing a bunch of shit from it. I guess. Uh, well, like. Um, well, what's the bit? What's the gist of the bit? Well, basically, the the idea is that if, if she was uh, in the slave days, how they would have bred her with other big Mandingo like slaves. Which is true. Make, which is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. So, uh, but then she was, it had something to do with, what was her, who, who was the person that won most beautiful woman of the it year? It was something Lapido, Patrick yeah. Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> like, you think she's beautiful? Like back in, back in slave days, I would have been. The well, yeah, I want like, she wins most beautiful. I want to win most useful. Most useful. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, there's just some lonely website, jasmine.com or not Jasmine. What the fuck? No, it's not even that. It's Je- oh, ebony.com. Right. Yeah. Ebony.com. And it's. Uh, I guess it's. It sounds like it's probably a, a black publication that, it is. that needs content <laughs> that really needs content badly. To where the second they have a window that they can make something racist or, or jump on it, they're going to attack, and that's that's what they're doing. Problem is, um, you know, this is this is Saturday, Saturday Night Live. This isn't just Leslie Jones. You know, like right. you said. There are options. They dwindled it down all the way to yeah. this is the joke that you're going to do. She's just the quarterback playing out the play. The yeah, she got. Yeah, they the called call. her in. This is what and, we want to do. And, and and now she, since she's the face of that, she has to hear about it, and it really chaps my ass because it's, it's 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 the same old thing. Like when when are we going to get better? When are we going to get better? You know, it's Saturday Night Live. It's a comedy show. Nobody's getting hurt here. How are we taking offense to this? This is a black lady. Uh, talking about this is a a black joke of hers from a black perspective. 
I, I just don't see and that the black website is who's attacking her for it. I, I just it, it it's it's lack of content for this website. That's the only thing. It's it's just this it's they need something yeah. to they gotta generate traffic to their site. They gotta generate traffic. This is oh, let's attack this thing that happened on SNL. It's big and now it's in the news and of course there, there's white people are gonna get upset about it and there's all these lonely people that are coming out of the woodwork and, and I I will always say that it has to do with the the the, the desperation for content. Leslie gave it to them. Well, yeah, it's like... Dying days of the paper magazine. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with Well, it? actually, I think it's, it's, a, it's a website, but, oh, I, but okay. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, this I thought they would ebony. put an actual, actual article in print. Well, you are right. Paper magazine. I still don't know how that newsstand by the store is in business. Oop, I some I don't know. There's there's a couple of them. There's one on when you were coming across what? Cold water. Uh-huh. There's that one right next to CVS. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a famous one. There's one down on Brea uh that's that's right across from that uh, McDonald's. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, and just like I there's nowhere to park. I don't even understand how people would come up, but it's there. Yeah, I just don't understand how anyone still has or like why why does Hustler or Penthouse like Yeah, why are definitely How do they still exist? Like Playboy, I can kind of understand because you, yeah, the articles and whatever else subscriptions could, maybe just to have something on your table. Who has a subscription to Penthouse or Hustler? No, exactly. Yeah, well, I, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I, the one. You're the one. I recently read an issue of Playboy waiting somewhere, and there's barely any nudes in it at all anymore. It's a full-on, just regular like. Well, that was Playgirl magazine. you were reading. <laughs> yeah, those Much guys love. are huh? Much love. I knew a guy who uh, had to do the centerfold for Playgirl, and they told him to go in this car and jack off and get hard. <laughs> that shows you, uh, you know. My favorite thing wrestling related is anytime make, someone makes fun of Shawn Michaels for being a Playgirl. Did he show his dick? I would assume so. What did we, you can see? We pull it? it up. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me. Let can me go you guys online. pull it up because I thought you would like that tidbit. We were talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's it had a lot to do with what we were talking about. Sure, yeah, Playgirl. <laughs> talking about Leslie I'm Jones. Just, I'm just gonna we went from <laughs> Leslie Jones to Sean Michael's, Michael's, Michael's nude. Dick. Dick. <laughs> I mean, that's inappropriate, but you know, that's hey. Okay, I'm gonna just sit over here and give, leave my autistic thoughts to myself. I mean, no, no, don't, don't, don't <laughs> be like, around, man. don't be like Gabe. I had Gabe on the show. You Gabe guys Killian. know Gabe. Probably and talk powder. your ear off. <laughs> oh my god, that guy's the worst podcast. How, you had to press pause. Saw, what do you do? Well, we're doing a UFC recap, and uh, a bunch Chris Edwards and a couple other comics who are into MMA came over, and they'd all talking to the mic. Then Gabe would talk. He would point the mic away from his mouth, like he was asking someone else a question. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own style, you know. He, I'd be like, Gabe, who, who do you think won the uh, Overeem fight? And he would be like. He's also very soft-spoken, so... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys are all uh, established comics. You guys know how to talk into a mic, you know. Yeah. I, you know, Jared Levin was on this podcast, and he, <laughs> like... <laughs> she told me to come in her, and uh, fuck, <laughs> I, I came in her, and then we were in Oregon. He was holding the mic at his dick, you know, so some people, you know... That's why some past episodes, the uh, sound quality varies, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm working on it, you know. It's you know not easy running this thing. It's a work in progress. Well, yeah. I mean, I never really realized how hard uh, it is to get people to come here and don't pick your dick, dude. I'm bald, 
Yeah, I'm go. Still like up. I'm putting my hands in my pants. You, well, got, you got a nice setup. I mean, you know, it, it, this, I'm trying to make this like the Chelsea Lately uh, show, but funny. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just well, kidding. I appreciate all the, what are the Con Smythe Awards that you've got everywhere. Yeah. All my hockey yeah, they're trophies. All, yeah. Yeah. They're all I even looked at it. What, what did you win all these for? These are all scoring titles. Wow, and, uh, dude, there's... there's Eight of them that and I can see. A couple over there, and uh, you know it, it's no shit. Probably the only non-comedy uh, thing I do is playing this hockey league on Sundays. How long you been doing that? Uh, a long time. Since well, at least you have at least ten scoring titles. So do you guys oh, run right. two seasons a year or one? Uh, we run uh, like four seasons a year, and uh, if you doubt my word, go to SoCalStreetHockey.com. And <laughs> just, you, you look at just the, a picture of you. Look in the bronze and copper divisions, <laughs> and you see Daddy. At the top, uh, and we have like pros who play in this league, so what? it's like it's no, it's ball hockey, it's foot hockey. So you're you're on a oh, roller no skates or no? It, it's actually tougher because you have to run. I mean, okay, yeah. and uh, a lot of pros in the NHL play uh, in the summer, and you should see these guys play on foot. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, there's like I've seen the uh, what is his name, um, Kane from the Blackhawks. Oh yeah. I saw some video of him just doing stick drills around oh, uh, those pucks. Of pucks. Yeah, and he's just going. It was amazing, flat out amazing. I, that ability is incredible. Yeah, and just it, going around like nonstop, where the amount of focus it would take to even start that, let alone be that amazing at it, I can't even fathom how long it took. And the fact that they're doing it on a sheet of ice. Too. Yeah, I mean, oh my. if you've ever ice skated, it's pretty fucking difficult. So yeah, and they're going backwards just as fast. And- yeah. I always figured you were a hockey player, but I always thought you were like the goon. I used to be back in the day. You What's know. the goon? The fighter, you know. Yeah, there's, the guy who oh, just picks fights. There's fights in this league. I mean, you know, it gets very serious. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, we have a guy who plays on the Detroit Red Wings. He, uh, you know, he brings his uh, mindset to the league. I mean, it's like he's very serious. And even playing ball hockey on Sundays, he, he threatened to kill a guy one day. Oh. So bronze, copper, is there a silver and a gold? There's gold. I don't play in the gold anymore because it's too early in the morning. All the, it's <laughs> what like time's it 9 start? 9 a.m. Oh, fuck that. I can't do that. Yeah, which means you got to get up at like 7 or 7.30 to get your shit and yeah, go. because it's in Orange County, too. So it's 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 a 45-minute drive. and and But the gold, to see a gold division game, like, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. What town in Orange County? Garden Grove. Oh, nice. Off the okay. 22? Yeah, it's first exit off the 22, and it's uh, it's like how you guys play basketball. It's like my basketball league. Yeah. But it's it gets pretty dirty, and there's fights, and, nice. uh, you know. When was the last time you fought? It's been a while for me, you know, when I got choked out by a cop. <laughs> so, <laughs> With hands or stick? Like, well, was it was he- a... You know, big scrum in the corner, and you know I was probably talking a little too much shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this guy just choked me out. Oh, damn! He's a little guy too, probably like Pete C size. No shit! Wow! But not nearly as like m- muscular, and uh, he just got me, and I went limp instantly because he put me in the perfect chokehold. And you were actually out? Like, oh yeah, that? I was out. Did he, come, did he hit you from behind? Yeah, it was, just, it was crazy. It was just like a battle royal. Just oh, all these. Oh, okay. So he just fucking melee. Yeah, it was just a melee, and then he had my. When I came to, he had my glasses uh, in his hand, and you know I roll high dollar glasses, uh-huh. and I'm like, please don't break those, dude. Those are my favorite pair. And he's like, he gave them to me. He could have been a dick. Yeah. Know? He was. Yeah. Like, well, oh. he already yeah, he already sure. choked you out. 
Yeah, he already embarrassed me. Yeah, like, exactly. There's no point in breaking your glasses. This isn't high school. I haven't fought since. Oh, man. <laughs> you just never know. This, uh, you know, the little guys are probably the most dangerous. Yeah, they're they're wired. Uh, yeah. Got to make up for their size. You don't know, you don't know who knows what, too. These days, like I was fucking around with Ryan O'Neal in the parking lot. Oh, he, yeah, I wouldn't fuck with him. He's he like takes training. MMA. Well, yeah, I thought, yeah, he's doing jujitsu or something. Pretty high level, and he could have killed me. Like, we were just... Well, isn't he also a black belt in something else? Like, if if he's doing MMA, that's in the last few years. When I met him, he was already a black belt in, like, karate or... Yeah, I want to say jujitsu, but I don't know for a fact. But that's the guy who you would look at and not be necessarily physically intimidated by. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like looking at me. You're like, yeah, no, I'm not afraid. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got... On the outside, it looks like just an average build. Mm -hmm. He's, what, six foot... He's yeah. a tall guy, but uh, but yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny because he talks so much shit too. So you'd want to strike him, but it would be way worse than. Uh, well, yeah, it's smart then that he beefed talk. up because yeah, him and Danish talk more shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. than most anybody else. They yeah. would be and great. The best at it to roast each other. Oh, they. I don't think they or could. a tag team roast. Well, they wanted to do a tag team roast. I guess I probably shouldn't say, it, but anyway, I do it. When they were judges, they wanted they had talked about it while it was going on that they were going to stand up at the end and challenge Jeff and Tony. We want oh, you, wow. yeah, next week or two weeks, and everybody's going to go. Oh, Jeff is going to win this. If there was a money line, I would put it on Danish and O'Neill. Yeah, just on depending on who you got as judges, but fucking those guys pound for pound. All I don't, right. I don't know many people that could hang with them in that format. Well, yeah. that's why uh, I really wish Jesus would have gone to some more of their jokes because I think it would have been not necessarily a blowout win, but I I don't think Tony's used to people talking to him like that. True. You know, I mean, kill Tony. He's kind of shitting on open micers, and and they kind of take it, and then because they want to get on the show again, and yeah, all that stuff, and you know, that would not be the case with Danish. No, Danish and O'Neill, they do not like him. Not like on a personal level. I just they don't think he's funny, as far as I know. So just you know they're going to tear into him. They're they're going to rip him a new asshole. Well, I don't think they don't like him on a personal level either. But well, I didn't want to say that. So I wanted to give them the leeway just in case they did. Well, they're pretty open about. Yeah, it. they are. And you know, so I mean, I saw the list of about fifteen jokes that Jesus didn't use. Oh, I've wow. got them on my fucking phone. Oh, they're great. I yeah. mean, they're a little heavy on one particular subject. Yeah, but but a couple of those were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, know, just, you know, Tony's sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> but Tony did great. He did better at the rebuttals than I thought he would. Oh, I, I actually had more faith in his rebuttals and his jokes. Oh, yeah, that He's good at that. I mean, dude, the guy, Tony, like, him being this joke writer type writing for The Burn, like, that's that's only in the last few years. I've always thought that the funniest he is 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 in in crowd work and riffing. When he when he really lets go like this, he just got all this inspiration from Jeff Ross to 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 do to go down that path, right. the roast path, and and that's just kind of where he where he is now, and he's settling in there pretty nicely. Like he he works on you know all those Comedy Central roasts and like also like private roasts and stuff. Jeff, I mean he he definitely he does a lot of roast writing. Oh, he's very good. But at he's it. really good at at uh, at just the riffing. He, he just is. Some people just are able to calm down in the in the midst of the of the danger of being on stage and and listen to whatever heckles coming out of uh, from from the audience. And he just he's good at reversing. He's like uh, 
He's like uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah, or, Dean, or you know Dean Malenko. I was gonna say Dean Malenko. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if uh, Benoit. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. whoever's the kids' tag team partner is all I gotta say. I mean, uh, I was talking to Danish for like an hour. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I, much love, I, much I love, my, much love. <laughs> I was talking to Danish for like an hour plus about pro wrestling, the night of the roast uh, last Thursday. Uh, we had fun. And I kept bringing up the indie wrestling. I finally got tickets. I owe you thirty six dollars. It's fine. Anyways. Okay. Never mind. Then. Yeah. Yeah. No, then you don't owe. Much no, love. no, you Much do. Love. Much love. Much love. love. I've, earned, I've only. <laughs> oh, no, give, you owe me. I've only given you like thousands. <laughs> you owe me. I've only given you like thousands of dollars worth of clothing, but that's anyway. <laughs> but hey, it's all Much good. love though. Much, Much love. Do you want me to pass on it because I'm not a dickhead? I'm not gonna. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> You're just fucking with me. All right. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, no, no. I'm Much glad there's a, we. Me, so you were talking with Danish about pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. For like an hour plus. And Danish? Yeah. He likes pro wrestling. I'm he, surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MMA. I know we're he's talking a big about fan black, of. black hair and beard. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking for like an hour plus about pro wrestling. I was telling him about the indie wrestling show we're going. PWG, to. right? Oh yeah, so much fun. You're gonna love it. It's not the open mic of pro wrestling. I like that you call it that though. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming. But I from. mean it like you know, there's good open mics, and there's you know, like when I saw yeah, Angelo Bowers at the is, open mic. Right. This, this is great. like this is meltdown. Yeah. yeah, this is like this is an actual. These guys are pro wrestlers. They're professionals. Yeah, you're not watching like you're, an audition. You're watching the guys that make the WWE good. Yeah, well, I, I don't think the WWE is good anymore. No, it, it, it but it, but it, ha- it it lacks mostly. But it really, what makes it shine is all the indie guys they've hired. I'd say in the last two to three years, it's gotten better than. Oh, yeah. it has like, gotten. I do like the shit. Now, are you a wrestling fan, though? I used to be. I don't watch it anymore. See, that's at where I almost fall in line. I mean, I watch a little bit. I yeah, when I was like, a kid, but like when Jimmy Hart walked past two weeks ago or whatever, just oh, you lost hang, your shit. Yeah, I turned around and was like, "Look, I've met countless celebrities hanging out of the store, and it's just like, hey, how you doing? Don't really care." Jimmy Hart walked up. Holy shit! Yeah. How are you, man? So I fucking grew up you know exactly, exactly as you would picture him too. Slight hunch, fifty some odd years old, five foot four. Talks the exact same way he does on TV. It was awesome. It was meeting Jimmy Hart, talking to him for ten minutes. The reaction people get from like when you see a when if you're a, a kid pro wrestling fan mm-hmm. to to the reaction you would give a uh, somebody who you know is like a, a famous actor or, or something. There's a difference. Like a famous actor, like oh no, that's no way. That's mm-hmm. fucking uh, you know that's uh, I don't know Meryl oh. Streep or yeah. right. that's some actress. When you see a pro wrestler, oh. you have a lifetime of following this person, growing up on these people. So yeah. when you see them, the, that is true that, starstruck. Right oh, yeah, there. dude, like, meeting Piper for the first time oh, when he started uh, coming around? Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, just like, oh, my God. Right? I text my brother after I met Piper the first time. He's like, You're never, you'll never guess who What's I just like, spent 20 minutes that, with. He, oh. he, he call, I got him to call my dad. He <laughs> left a message to my, to my dad. Uh, by the way, that serves as what we call marking out. <laughs> Marking out, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. if you're Determined. Mark, yeah, yeah. You're Mark. You act you're so like a wrestling excited. fan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Simone introduced me to Piper, and I got a great story out of it. I shake his hand, and now I'm very uncomfortable shaking people's hand because I never know how tight or how long I'm supposed to hold on to. So I literally say out loud to Piper as I'm shaking his hand, "Are we going on? To, is this too long?" And he looks at me, smiles, and goes, "I'll let you know when." Much love. Did you say much love? <laughs> As no? he's shaking his hand. So right. imagine meeting somebody the first right. time, and he's like, uh, am I shaking your hand for too long? He's like, 
I'll let you know. Right. I can I can't imagine I'm you not saying a good that. Storyteller. No, that was a good story. But like I missed the night Slaughter was there. Well, that was I the saw night that of my picture. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. So awesome. Cuz I saw the set you did. Somebody videotaped that. Sheezer, I got must Sheezer had the foresight to tape magic happening. <laughs> but then Slaughter was there. I was like I would have loved to have met Slaughter. He was I'm, great. He was great. Yeah, I mean Piper, I'm more excited by, and Jimmy Hart, and a couple other guys. But Slaughter's still for that, like whatever two three years, he was huge. Oh yeah, I mean it's like meeting the superhero. It, it is. is. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's I, it. I remember you, and I was I felt really felt for you when Warrior died a couple weeks ago. I was sad. Man. Yeah, and when I was talking to you, you cried a little bit. It was cool. No, I cried at the. Uh... No, no, but you did the think that you're capable of it. You're so, you have a very tough exterior. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know. Still though, your warrior at the Sheik roast was my oh, favorite God. part. My so favorite mad I part. That. that part so was. Mad I, I mean, that. there were other. Don't other tell people Hinchcliffe did great. that. Uh, well, I thought he did well. Actually, no, I was he surprised. Did. He did kill. I was surprised by how well he did. I mean, he did the smart thing of I am directing these jokes at people I know on this day, and I'm kind of staying away from the people that I don't know. Right. Which is smart because he had better jokes for those. But you as warrior just staying in character the whole time and then I don't know where every once in a while just ah, 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 amping back up to get yeah, yeah except for What's no really, reason. My, my favorite part about that is when you know Tony filmed him his set on that, but it's from the side. Right. They have the camera down the center is from the side and to his uh right side, you're standing behind him in the full warrior, you know, with the makeup and everything, and as he's doing his the most distracting thing is right <laughs> right behind Tony. So you could tell the paint had sweat, uh, yeah. sweat into your eye. And you're oh. just like it looks like you're crying. <laughs> and you're like pulling the, you're like pulling the paint out of your eye. Just, oh man. Then I got yelled at for wiping the makeup off and the I couldn't see, man. That it was like fucking paint in my eyes. So I was like <laughs> wiping my eye on the curtain and like Who yelled at you? Can you imagine wrestling guy, like Danny. that? He was really cool. Danny. Uh, not Danny. Who's the other uh Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, um, really sweet guy. Yeah, um, Damien. Damien. Yeah, he's an awesome, dude. Uh, and uh, but you know, I, just, I you know, I fucking and Brutus Beefcake poured beer in my eye <laughs> after he went up there and bombed for ten minutes. It's like, don't get mad at me. Well, dude, half that show bombed for ten minutes apiece. Well, Adam Richmond, like, oh, he's got his own problems right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, we're not going to discuss that. You know, wait, I no, wasn't can in I just room. say this? I was at a, I had a, a show, some bar show in Culver City last night, and the comedian was bringing up somebody. Oh, he, oh, he was bringing up somebody who's on the. He just found out that he's on this next season of Adam Devine's House Party. Okay, but the the MC messed up. He's like, this guy's on uh, Adam Richmond's House Party. I'd watch that and then, show. And then he goes, and then he goes, I mean, not Adam Richmond, Adam Devine. Uh, and then he goes, nobody wants to be at Adam Richmond's House Party. And the whole room laughed as if they all knew exactly who. Well, Adam it's a Richmond big news story. Doing. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, at least in our world, it was huge. I mean. I think the trial is, uh, I think it's uh, this month, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I know he's facing potentially like 20 years minimum in jail. What? But well, I mean, one charge carries 15 years, and the other one, he's got two felony charges oof. pending. And oh as, uh, for those of you out there who don't know, uh, Adam Richman, uh, famous stand-up comic, and according to the article. Yeah, it's this. <laughs> it's a stretch. Um you know, he had a situation at a comedy club in Minnesota that may or may not have happened, and the, the trial is uh, about to start where a, a comedy club waitress uh, has some uh, scandalous allegations. Well, and, the problem with Adam's already cop to some of it. 
What's well, like, on tape? The nine one one call. Well, plus he was drunk when the cops showed up, and they asked him like, "Hey, do you think you're being too aggressive?" And I think he says, uh, "Maybe a little." You're <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, dude, you got to just not say anything." Well, I think he said something along the lines of, uh, "He said that," and I might, I don't want to. It's not a direct quote, but something about I get horny when i'm drunk or, oh, or i get something. excited when yeah. i'm drunk yeah, it's like jesus dude shut up You're yeah no exactly OJ. just fucking you plead the fifth man you do not self-incriminate i mean i don't you know he's a first time well if it happened uh, you know it, it I, I don't know if he gets jail time but it, it's i doubt be. it man i mean like nothing did anything actually happen i don't think it has to though that's the problem uh. But what, what is the... I, and no, I guess the judge is just headhunting, or the prosecutor is just, for some reason, has it in for this guy. Well, who well, doesn't? He, <laughs> he might have been in the the crowd over the weekend. So this guy's fucking... He's raping me with my ears. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could, he did not have a good set at the Iron Sheik roast, and I know in his heart he thinks he had the best set. Oh, dude. Uh, have, no. Listen, have but you I ever seen know. him have a good set? I've done probably 10 shows with him, and all 10 have been just tough to watch. I mean, you know, if he was humble, I would say, yeah, he had a good set. But he's he's got uh, at the battle. At the, I mean, I'm sorry, at the roast. Oh, I absolutely think he he thinks he had the best set that. Oh, oh dude, he God. had well, he, he had a worse set than the Sultan of Sunset Strip guy. And the, well, that guy was, you know, at least looked like he was having a good time. Yeah. And I mean, he made Beefcake set look like a Carlin special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, his set was terrible. Well, I don't, you know, I don't think he was a wrestling fan, so yeah. I, he yeah so what he, was he, he doing on the show? He yeah. swindled his way on the show. Why well, wasn't like, dude? You got to give up for Hinchcliffe because he worked his ass off for that. That's all oh, he cared about for weeks. For like, he and wanted show. it so bad. He loves the Iron Sheik. He loves Brutus, Brutus Beefcake, and he went into it prepared. Where this guy just shows up and just rattles off a few hack wrestling jokes and gets nothing and. And uh, God, to think he that he thinks he did good, man. I hope he goes to jail just for that, not even for the <laughs> yeah, rape. Thing. Jail him for the sheik roast, not the. <laughs> yeah. uh... To paraphrase the Iron Sheik, fuck the Adam Richmond. Well, you're uh, no Melissa Villasenor with that impression. <laughs> I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do something. Yeah, get involved. You, you know, there's three mics, but there's four of us here. You got to yeah, step no, it up. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I feel. I I hope I'm doing good. You're doing all right. You know, I wouldn't yeah. say good yet, but I mean, just retweet this a million times. Just surviving. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, I, 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 unlike one Adam Richmond, I tried my best to be humble about everything. Right. So, like, if you were cocky, I would say you were bombing right now. But mm-hmm. since you're being nice about it, you're yeah, still you're, bombing, but at least it's tolerable. Wonderful. I'm just kidding. You're getting my, through my it. My soul is... Oh, what? My, my soul bleeds it's all good you sound like the warrior on his final speech (laughs) are you gonna die tomorrow dude i watched that if that happened i'd probably no i'm kidding i watched it because i talked to uh ingram the next day and he's like dude go back and watch that because basically he's doing his own yeah his own eulogy thank you and it's just like really and then i saw pete like an hour later he's like yeah you got to see it so then i went and watched it yeah it just it is man it is these are my final words i will live on through you and then just fucking, you know, mysteriously dies. Which, give it up to WWE. That's great writing. That well, is great writing. Yeah, they really they, they did. their storyline. I mean, exactly. they do kill you, but they give you a hell of a send-off. I mean, yeah. they they give you the best tribute. Yeah, know. I mean, he had what? What was it? Uh, what was the event that weekend? Well, the Hall Royal of Fame. Royal Rumble. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. Which was a big deal. Because yeah. he had hated, ever since the steroid trial in 94, 
when everyone was ratting on everyone, like Hogan's doing roids or Warriors doing roids, uh, whoever else was Macho Man. So no one, uh, that whole group just the grudge from '94 on. And, that, and if you are a guy like Carl, allegedly killed people like Carlos Colon, you get in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting twist on the steroid trial, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, guys who are kind of known for doing some Ill pretty illegal stuff in the past are getting a spotlight, a positive spotlight shown on them instead of being like holding contempt of some sort. Well, I mean, it was a you know big deal that uh, Warrior, you know, they hated each other. You know, if you ever have, even if you're not the biggest wrestling fan, I think we talked about it. The Warrior shoot video on Hogan is the best. He means every word he's saying. Mm. They originally ho wanted Hogan to be the one that inducted Warrior, and Hogan would not do it, and, and Warrior wasn't happy about it either. They eventually settled on Linda McMahon for whatever reason. I kind of like that more, too. Well, I think they sat that, Hogan. That meant more. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he was a hard guy to find. You know, he's got so many enemies, or he had so many. You know, everyone fucking hates the guy, which is great if you go on the WWE Network and watch the tribute. They did like a four-hour tribute to him. Each day they'd show an hour. And they're interviewing these guys who clearly can't stand him. Really? Like Sergeant yeah. Slaughter hates him. And the, it's very obvious. I think the only guy that liked him was his his uh, was Sting because they were best friends and came into the business together. And even they had a, somewhat of a falling out. Yeah. Uh, but you know they're asking Sergeant Slaughter, "Well, what's your favorite Ultimate Warrior moment?" And you could just see him gritting his teeth. And like, uh, I really need this camera time. And then Ted DiBiase's <laughs> coming in, he, million dollar man who's talked shit about Warrior the last ten years. He was a horrible worker. He was bad in the ring. He was just this uh, promos made no sense. He's like, Warrior was. He looked good. <laughs> you know? Find a positive. So, uh, you know, but he didn't look good during the Saturday Hall of Fame speech. He looked like he had jaundice or something. He, <laughs> no, I'm serious. He looked just, he was sweating profusely. Uh, and then the Monday Night Raw, he was short of breath. And he, I mean, I think he tried to time dying on Raw, which would have been great. That would have been great. Like, fucking on the way up the ramp. Yeah. yeah. Dropping to his knees. And then they what, bring after out, he exits, he says yeah. his piece and it just dies. Top of the, top of the yeah. stage. It would have been great TV. I mean, he was going to die anyway, so why not do it on the tube and get some extra viewers? Oh, yeah. That remind me of, uh, I was just saying this. Carlos Colon? No, no. Was, <laughs> hey, listen, I was trying to relate to the subject. Much so, much so. <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, uh, it reminds me of this Japanese wrestler who died in the ring like a couple years ago. Uh, very famous guy, Mitsuhara Misawa. He... Very famous, and I those guys work harder than even the American guys. They there's a reason they call their style strong style. They fucking just beat the fuck out of each other. Their backs are worn as shit. Do you can't swear on this podcast? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I much love. Anyways, What's up? <laughs> what the hell does this story have to do with the warrior? I'm just saying. You're talking about what, that'd be cool if he died in the ring. This guy, okay. he saw a, literally died. He got. A, he was just. In the middle of the match, he got put in a suplex or something. A suplex? Yeah, yeah guy suplexed him. Suplex. Oh, suplex. I'm like, I'm what? a fucking retard. A okay. duplex. He got put into a duplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Downgraded. Yeah. 
got put into a backdrop and you really fucking... want to get this <laughs> yeah. story out. Yeah, because because I'm not. I'm this not is good the at worst stories. story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can make a guy dying in the ring born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. So he gets. No, 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 you're not kidding, but it's cool. Anyways. So he gets put in a suplex. Put up suplex. (laughs) (laughs) He got backdropped and fucking detached the spine and died on the spot. What a pussy. (laughs) If you see how these fucking Japanese guys work, it's insane. I mean, that's how the American guys are working, at least in the indies now. They just fucking this strong style, like hitting each other for real. It looks like the Raid 2 in the ring. No, I mean, I have uh, seen some of those. Have you ever seen a match from Japan? No, They're I've pr- seen their like pride know. fighting or whatever it is, oh. but I've never yeah. seen their MMA Pro or their uh, wrestling. Pro wrestling? Yeah, I've linked you some stuff of them just chopping each other in the chest. I yeah. mean, I, I can't watch the pride fights. and That's the MMA. Uh, yeah. It's too... Uh, I mean, that's when they didn't test for roids. Okay. Uh, well, I just saw that the... Was it Fedor? Oh, that's my favorite. That dude just... I. I Went on YouTube one day and just watched highlights of his because I don't I don't watch MMA for the most part I don't like MMA fans yeah A bullshit. and then B it's they cycle through guys so quickly that you really need to be immersed in the world to right. follow along like there's a couple guys that stay around for more than a year but everybody else is like they're gone in six months mm-hmm. so unless you know it you don't know so I just never got into it I get out of it but Pride yeah so I watched Fedor like highlights for an hour. Just oh, like great. guys talking all this shit, and he's just standing there, like you know, staring at him, like who, who are you? Yeah. Mm. You know, he's emotionless. Yeah, it's like I, I the Russian mob is my corner man. Like, oh, that's my cut man. Jesus. Fucking and just goes out and just demol- demolishes how about, guys. How about boxing this weekend? Did you watch that? That guy took it to Mayweather. Yeah, Canelo? That was, What's I've his never name? seen Canelo? Mayweather work like that. Well, that you know, he didn't. He showed him no respect. You know, he just he went after him. Good. Yeah, and then even after the fight, he was like, he did not fight like a man. Yeah, like I didn't. I would have expected more from the great Floyd Mayweather. This guy's—they're t- talking rematch yeah. too. So I look, I'll I'll pay for that pay per view. Oh, absolutely, because I don't think I think they go again. I mean, who knows what Mayweather's going through right now? But he should be shaken because he had never been tested like that. I mean, but he's only got so many fights left, and he gets such a huge chunk of the pay per view money now that this one makes sense. Yeah, you, you know, to cash out huge if you want to make. You know, nine figures potentially because he'll make fifty or sixty million guarantee. But if it sells enough, he could hypothetically make a hundred million. Yeah. So take this one on; you'll get enough heat. Yep. Because that one fight that we got at the house, uh, uh, what's his guy? That redheaded Mexican guy. Yeah, Canelo. Yeah, that's the number one pay per view of all time now, and this would top that just because it was such an even match, came down oh, to decision. Yeah. But I saw the the breakdown and the you know the scores and be like dude if this thing ended in the 10th round mayweather well, lost one one yeah. judge made scored it even both yeah. ways so i mean it's te- i mean you never know with judges still it's still unanimous but yeah it is but uh, i mean that was close to even being split that's something mayweather hasn't faced yeah. i don't know i just think this is this is uh i, mean, I don't know made me excited about boxing again it I wasn't mean, just another mayweather scores a bunch which i love i love how mayweather fights i'm completely about the 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 sport of boxing. Well, yeah, he he plays it up. like he he goes, okay, he's gonna attack me from here, so I'm gonna hang back and just wait for his weakness. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not the most exciting style, but technically speaking, man, that guy is unparalleled. Yeah, he yeah. just knows how to win. Doesn't matter the style you throw at him, he manages to, to figure it out. That's why I hope they do a rematch because that could be interesting as shit. Yeah, he, I mean, you gotta give it to him. He's a character too. He basically plays things like a wrestling heel. 
Yeah. Like, Are you going to bring up Carlos Colon again? Yeah. Isn't he like <laughs> a young Teddy Atlas yeah. on Fight yeah, Night? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> he just says... The worst fucking commentary. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Just wonderful. <laughs> so uh, tell me about these Japanese wrestling. They're, they call it hard fights, right? Or it actually fight, pretty though. is cool watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I... I, I on Twitter. No, I know you send me, you know, some weird shit on Twitter. Just send out some links to this podcast so I can get some viewers from your fucking fans. What fans? That's right. So don't you don't out. you don't like the Japanese MMA because they're all jacked up? Well, in Pride it was too brutal. I mean, like it was because they had no rules. And in, in Pride, you could do foot stomps to the head. You could knee a downed opponent. I mean, it was fucking crazy. Do they still allow that? No, in UFC now, uh, you can't knee a, a downed opponent to the head. Well, did they own Pride? Uh, they bought it. Okay. Oh, wow. So they had the uni- It makes sense. Of course. So that's you want to hold a monopoly. You see a lot of these uh, Pride guys come over from, you know, because they fight in Japan, then they come over and fight in the UFC, and they're used to, like, the dirtier style, and, and they don't do well in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, Vanderlei Silva... You know, he's like a 500 fighter in the UFC because he's used to like... I mean, you could like kick a guy in the head when he's down in pride. Oh, God. God. Do yeah. a lot of people die? No one's died wow. uh, th- that Russians. I know of. I mean, there might have been some amateur guys in MMA. Oh, yeah. They actually... So, actual pro wrestlers tried their <laughs> This guy hands. loves getting wrestling into every conversation. I, I, just, I, I figured it was around the same fucking yeah. thing. Much love, much love. Anyways. <laughs> I've never seen you get exasperated before. That's because... Like I feel like an asshole. It's, well, you are, but that's good uh, for the podcast. You're, you're, you're busting my chops. You're busting much up, much up. He's got to tell himself. We can exactly. be. He's got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah. is good podcast. You getting flustered? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a bad person. I'm yeah, you are. But anyway, <laughs> tell us about the Japanese. No, stuff. if you were, we wouldn't invite yeah. you. to No, this. you're a great guy. Yeah, just, you know, we love you. So I don't mean to make anything about me. Okay. Uh, it's no, no. too late. All right, back to my thoughts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Enough about me. Back to what I like. <laughs> I can only work from there, man. Uh, <laughs> from there. It's the truth. That is so the true. Truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, exactly. We all only have our own perspective. Yeah, they would put like the best. My best memory about Pride was it was Don Fry versus this Japanese wrestler Takayama. Yeah. And they were just. It was actually good because bell rings. They fucking. Yeah, they're just hammering each other. No defense. Just boom, boom, boom. The the entire first round. No one got knocked out until like maybe the what, second? Uh, yeah. It was insane. Go look that up. Takayama versus Don Fry. Holy shit. Who's been on this podcast sitting right where you oh are. Oh my god, that's awesome. The great Don Fry. I'm not even a big MMA guy, but I know who Don Fry is. Who's also right now one of the number one commercial actors. Uh if you What's... ever see like all he's he was in got the Godzilla a, movie. He's got an Allstate commercial, and he's got another commercial I just saw last night at the gym. He, he's got a big, like a Tom Selleck-style mustache. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So he plays a biker. Always gets biker parts. And, uh, he was in the Japanese. So he's taking Alex Moore's roles now that Basically, Alex Moore yeah. lives in South Carolina or whatever. And he's really funny. He's got a great sense of humor, Don Fry. So uh, like he does these UFC prediction uh, YouTube videos, and he's got this big titted girl behind him. Nice. And, you know, <laughs> he, know, he knows who he's appealing to. Yeah, yeah no, he's really... watch those videos. They're on YouTube, right? Yeah, I think they're called the Predator's Predictions. Nice. So, uh, yeah, Don Fry's a great... But he fought in, like, the first one or two UFCs where you had to fight three times in a night, no weight class, so, you know... See, I saw those back in the day, like, I'd rent the VHS yeah. and, and watch 
Like guys who are like, yeah, I'm fucking ultimate fighter. And there's like three or four out of the 15 that show up. And there's like one tubby fat guy. And there's like one overly skinny guy. And then a couple dudes just get just destroyed. Well, yeah, I, I watched. Um, Don Fry's first opponent was this 400 pound taxi cab driver <laughs> who had no fighting background at all. He was just a bad. He was just, he looked, I mean, he looked like Alex Moore, but, you know, maybe six inches shorter. Mm-hmm. And Don Fry knocked him out in 10 seconds. They thought he was dead. If you ever look up, I don't know how you would look Don Fry's first UFC fight. You can find it. And okay, just watch Don Fry videos on YouTube. Oh, Don Fry's the best. I mean, yeah. he fought uh, when, like, you know, it was crazy. Like hoist, like a guy your size would fight Alex Moore. Yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, and that, usually the the smaller guy would win. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a there's a. I wish I knew the guys, but uh, there's a video on YouTube of this. I'd say a regular size fighter. Right. But he's up against this Goliath. Uh, I know the fight. You know what I'm talking about. Emmanuel Yarborough. He was a 700 pound sumo wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Huge black guy. I yeah. mean, looked like Big Rod, but twice the size of Big Rod. Wow, that's a big man. And I know we're dropping like these obscure references. Yeah, inside baseball. Someone listening in Canada is like, who the fuck is Big Rod? Well, if you're ever at the comedy store late night, he's sleeping in the back. Yeah, if you ever hear snoring, follow that. And the guy was probably my size, the regular size guy. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, Emmanuel Yarbrough went to throw a punch, and he was so fucking fat and m- massive he missed, and he fell down. And then the guy just starts... Chopping his head, like just doing it. Well, he had no. At one point, the guy, the the big guy, threw him out the. Yeah, it, that like, was the before. cage broke. And, and <laughs> wow! Threw, and the guy has runs all the way around, gets back into the cage, goes at it again, and he ends up beating the shit out of this big guy. Uh, I actually met. Well, I'm sorry. What's that fighters? The, the, the big, one? the big black guy's name was Emmanuel Yarbrough. The the guy, the regular size guy, was uh, Keith Hackney. Okay, so. Uh, Keith Hagney. I met his son. His son's actually the one that showed me that video. For oh, the really? First time. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like when he was when he was chopping his head, he had broke his hand. And, yeah. like, early in the chop, like you see a Ooh. bunch of like he just at one, at one point he's just like Ugh, like you know hammering this guy's head. Maybe the second or yeah. third hammer had broke his hand, but oh. he had to knock the guy out, so he just kept on. So he's got oh. this floppy hand. He just smashing over this gigantic skull and the guy ends up falling asleep so what's well, so funny because you just see him like panicking like i can't let this guy back up there's no, no way this guy yeah can. so he's like making a fist he's got an open hand he's like yeah dude, it's like just like this <laughs> wave of like those every... three stooges on him just yeah and the black guy was just covering up and you know it just goes to what we were talking about visually. You would think that guy is going to kill that mm-hmm. guy, but you know, and then the Gracies are, were famous for being very skinny and like, yeah, but they had all the holds, the yeah. submission holds, so they got you down to a certain point, you're done. I mean, I think Hoist Gracie won the first uh, UFC tournament where he had to fight Ken Shamrock, who's just this massive human. Yeah, uh, two other guys who were just as big and won the same night. No. Uh, no rules, but it, McCain was right. He called it human cockfighting. It was at that time. At that point, it was. Yeah, it was. It was just get in the ring, kill. I yeah. Watching those early mid 90s. I like. Sorry. So, I like early wa- watching those early mid 90s UFC clips, like fucking judo guy, and he's fucking elbowing the guy. Uh, well, that's not, uh, Gary Goodridge. Oh God! So he's just. I. I. You know. I. I. I that's it brutal. It makes me think that. I, I appreciate they're trying to limit concussions and blah, blah, blah. 
there's part of me that wants that brutality back so badly. I don't think you'll ever see. I mean, what oh no, it won't. Not in this day and age. No. That was the one fight where Gary Goodrich got a guy stretched out, and like they call and it the crucifix. He's back, and he's just. And he's he's on top of him with his head there, and he's just going like this. Yeah, he's got his back. Times. He's got his back on the guy's oh. torso, and his head. He's nailing this guy with yeah. his left elbow and the it, head constantly at least until he twelve direct shots to the guy's head. And the oh. refs back then well, was just John McCarthy. Right. Uh, you know they let a lot go. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's a part of me that wishes that brutality that like from there for pride. Uh, but no, I mean we're when, still getting. When good did shit. Uh, Joe start working for them? Joe, Rogan. um, very early on. Like I think he was on the f- the famous card where uh, they were supposed to have a UFC card in Buffalo, and at the last minute they outlawed the card, and they had to all fly that night on two planes to some shithole in south carolina oh my god like the first place they could find yeah like they's like we got to do this pay-per-view everyone's committed and uh like they had to throw luggage off the plane because it's like you have all these massive guys and then there's wow weight restrictions yeah so they're literally throwing luggage off the plane and they show up in south carolina i think that was the first card uh that rogan worked what what year would you say uh maybe after fear factor Right around then. Oh wow! And uh, right around when Spike got them, because there used to be a guy named Jeff Blatnick who was a very famous, uh, real wrestler, like a like Kurt Angle, Olympic wrestler. Oh, yeah. He was basically the Joe Rogan of oh, okay. uh, of that. But and you know he wasn't obviously as funny as Joe, so the interviews were pretty stiff. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well bring because we already there. I'm sure they have a play by play guy. Yeah. I think, so yeah. Bring in somebody of color and add a little something to this. Yeah. It would always be wor- worse. It could be Frank Shamrock. Well, see, I love Frank Shamrock because he was, uh, you know, f- he's 40 years old. He's got braces on. He was great for TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was just uh, funny to see a grown man on high def with a nose that way. And, like, he's n- he'll never get in the UFC Hall of Fame because him and Dana White hate each other. So, what about Ken? Well, Ken's. Ken. I think Ken's already in it, but you oh, know, okay. I think the fa- my favorite interview ever was when uh, Fedor was fighting in uh, America, and he didn't have a very good run in America. Just the guys got too big for him to handle, and uh, they had this beautiful girl interviewing him, and he's got the interpreter, and she's asking all these questions in Russia. He's not speaking a word of English, and then uh, the last question is like. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like he could totally speak, speak English. English the whole time. Yeah, he's just totally fucking with this girl. And this girl's <laughs> nervous. She's getting like stage fright. Like, you know, Fedor, tell us about your fight with Josh Barnett. And then they'd go to the interpreter, and then Fedor would speak in Russian, and then the interpreter would speak in Russian, and then and then finally just said, "Yeah, yeah, be a good fight." <laughs> so why didn't he have a good run? Because you think he would dominate. Well, yeah, I mean, he people don't really understand how great he was. Like he went undefeated for ten fucking years. And he well, fought everybody. Just watching those fights, like I, how that guy wouldn't be able to translate and destroy here is beyond me because it didn't seem like, A, he was intimidated by anybody. He was as cold as ice. Like, as soon as he came in, you're like, this guy's way too relaxed. Yeah. And just dismembered. I, I watched like 10 fights, 12 fights. Just like, he destroyed that guy and destroyed that guy. Like, it was never close, any of the ones that I saw. Well, I don't think he, uh, you know, he was so good for so long, I don't think he really 
you know, he pretty much just trained with his buddies in Russia. It would be like the three of us just fucking around boxing, you know. You know, he he never really had a camp like mm-hmm. where people pushed him. So he just survived on his talent. Then he came to America and uh you, you know, he, his first fight was against this guy named Brett Rogers who was literally just started MMA. He was just a great puncher. Yeah. And he had trouble with him. And it's like, oh, that's not good if he's having trouble with a guy who just started. Yeah, yeah. brand new. And then he fought uh well, his first loss was against this guy Fabricio Verdum, who uh was big it was the biggest non UFC fight ever to be on TV because it was uh I think it was Strike Force. It's UFC's competition. And Fedor at first second of the fight, Verdum suckered him into getting on the ground. And he got into one of those wacky jujitsu holds. And he was done? We got out. And okay. And went right back in, which uh, you would never do if you were training properly, even Fedor. Like, yeah. And so he got choked out. And then the second fight, he lost to Bigfoot Silva, who was just this massive, you know, he's got that gigantism uh, disease where, you know, they had to take out his thyroid because he's so fucking big. Oh, and Jesus. He could- the thing that killed Andre the Giant. It's gonna always got to get the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he was. But uh, unlike Andre the Giant, they took it out either too late or too soon. So he wasn't that tall. He's only about six four, mm-hmm. but he's like got Andre the Giant's size head. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh God, that must be hard. Yeah. So and but he's so big and massive that Fedor couldn't get out from underneath him, uh-huh. and, and you just see Bigfoot just going like this to his face, and it was just like I cried because it was like, wow, this is not this is the end. Wow. And then wow, he yeah. fought one more fight against Dan Henderson, who's a very pride guy. Uh, I have heard the name. Probably yeah. the greatest uh, U.S. fighter ever. And he got knocked out by Henderson, who's got knockout power. But, uh, you know, just, you know, changing of the times. It's just amazing, though, that he was man- managed to survive that long without actually, you know, properly training. Yeah. Just well, whooping dudes' asses years. for 10 years. You would think that it wouldn't matter. Like, after 10 years, you would assume that he would be able to fight all yeah, styles. Maybe learned a thing or two. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the the champ now, the heavyweight champ, this guy, Cain Velasquez. Uh, you know, he's Olympic wrestler. No, no, yeah, Arizona State, he was All-American. Uh, okay. Is that the guy that beat Brock Lesnar? He killed him. Yeah. Well, there's Overeem, too, beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, but but this know, guy beat him. This was like Brock's last fight. Wasn't yeah, it? Kane beat him pretty badly. But he trains. Kane trains in boxing. He trains in jujitsu. Fedor just had some sparring sessions, basically. So <laughs> smoking cigarettes the whole time. Well, there's a great <laughs> clip on YouTube where he's got a fight and he's playing cards, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, man, you're up next." Like he was playing. Fuck, he wasn't even warming up. He was playing like whatever poker or whatever. And he goes out, beats the shit out of the guy, comes back, starts playing cards again. Yeah. And I think he drank quite a bit. Like, he had a booze face body. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, for as physically active as he was, he's still this tubby dude at his size. You're like, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of cardio, MMA fighters. They have to. And if you're that, like, not that he was chubby, but he was, how would you say, he was undeveloped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, he had a sizable spare tire. Kind of like so. uh, Christopher Ariola. The, uh, the heavyweight oh, the, guy? Yeah, the heavyweight. He's fighting yeah. this Saturday. Oh, no shit. Who? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's we're talking about boxing being big again. I really think the heavyweight division needs to flourish. Cause oh, yeah. Without it. get into I'm it. I'm not yeah. talking about the heavyweight division when I'm saying like boxing is. Because I do think it is getting a little bit more popular with 
you know, the Floyd Mayweather. And just especially now, it's like, wait, Floyd Mayweather could lose? A lot of people want to tune into that. But the thing is, you take Mayweather away, who you got left? Pacquiao? Kind of. That's it. Yeah. You take Pacquiao, you got nothing. And then, you know, the heavyweights, like I grew up like a little older than you guys. So, I, I mean, the guys I saw fight at Ali, Larry Holmes, you know, Lennox Lewis. You know, you just had the Klitschko brothers be like Fedor almost. They just dominated. No one cares. Well, and they'll, they'll never fight each other because they made a promise to their mom they never would. And you're like, that would be the fight that everybody would want to see. The world would <laughs> yeah. I would pay fight. to see that fight just because, okay, it's two brothers, but it's they, that would unify the belt. But one is now getting out into politics, so he's abdicating his, his belts. Is that Vitaly? Uh, whichever the older of the two yeah. is. I think it is He's Vitaly. also married to that, that girl. What, Hayden yeah. Penitary or whatever? Yeah, how did I mean, that happen? I don't well, know. It's called the bulge in the back of his pocket I, mean, yeah. guy's, I saw him fight lennox lewis at staples center oh, he lost yeah a huge hole in his eye it looked yeah. like someone had shot him it was such a i don't know how it got to be and leon spinks sits down next to me at the beginning of the fight and goes yo man what arena are we in like he didn't even know where he was Whoa. like you talk about concussions oh and, god yeah. like he uh, did not went know through, uh, the, tyson right yeah well, he no, that was his brother. Of... Oh, that was oh, Michael Spinks. This is Leon, the guy who fought Ali and won. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was—he had the two, the the two teeth, front teeth missing. So he's like, that was like his like signature look. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Michael Spinks. Great signature. Well, I mean, it didn't work out for him because he's asking me what <laughs> arena we're in. But yeah. Michael Spinks, his brother, was the one famous for fighting Tyson and like. As he's walking to the ring, he looked like he was shitting his pants, which oh, he, I do not blame him. He got beaten, what, 15 seconds? 20 yeah. seconds? I mean, it was... Yeah. But more people remember him looking so fucking scared. This was a prime Tyson. Oh, dude, I... Uh, monster. I mean, imagine... I remember that fight. I was... My, oh, go, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you please. No, well, no, I'm no, just please, saying, please. Uh, my brother, like, we went to the video store, and he rented that fight, and my dad was like, you know it's over in 20 seconds. He's like, I don't care, because he and I were such huge Tyson fans, like... We used to play Tyson's Punch Out, and you can call in a radio station and request songs, and we would request, you know, fight, uh, Fresh Prince's Mike Tyson uh -huh. just to play. Like that guy was huge. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I remember oh. the interview that him and Robin Givens did for Barbara Walters when there was all the "Does he beat you or not?" No, we love each. I watched that just because it was fucking Tyson, man. He was huge. He was, yeah. I think it's it's interesting now that he's got the Broadway play and he's got like all this stuff, and, but it, it's just a, such a weird like his trajectory. Of where he is now compared to where he was, I don't know. He's a, a, a oh man. Imagine if he wasn't a boxer. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think walking the streets. He'd be working the store. <laughs> <laughs> and probably elevated the management. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. I always wondered about those guys back in the eighties. We're talking Prime Tyson. That like you know you work your whole life to, for a, a a shot at the title. You know, you, you you fight the guy and become number one contender, but then you have to fight Mike Tyson. It's like it's almost like, you know what? Number one contender is good enough. Uh, I like yeah. that title. You have to fight him. Yeah, you have to fight him. It's like, oh shit, what did I do? I did too good. Now I gotta, now I gotta get my ass beat from Mike Tyson. Yeah, a once in a generation talent. Yeah, but remember he, that? What was the thing that happened with the uh, the razor Ruddick when he said he's gonna eat his children? No, what's that? <laughs> That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, because you said believe that to it. Somebody? Yeah, yeah. I was at post uh, post fight. Because I think it was Larry Ryan, Merchant asked him. A lot of people think Tyson's downfall was Buster Douglas, but it was really the first two Razor Ruddick fights because Ruddick was the first guy to stand in front of him and say, "Fuck it, I'll take your best shot and I'll give you oh. some too," and he did. And and you know, and then Douglas, you know. Was this before or after 
was this before or after the Holy Holyfield? That was before. That was before. That was he went to jail, got out, and then took yeah. on Holyfield. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. And then bit his ear off. But I really think the Ruddick fights were fucked with Tyson's head. Was like it was the first era of invincibility, like being shattered. Like, mm-hmm. wow, someone's not afraid of me. Mm-hmm. And then you know Douglas did his thing. I mean, Douglas took it to him. And, uh, well, it's because he didn't train for it. He showed up in Japan. And was just like, I'm gonna beat this guy like I beat everybody else. K-1. Yeah, while I'm here, I'm just gonna slay as much Japanese pussy as I can. Yeah. <laughs> Show up to the fight. I mean, he almost pulled a Fedor. Yeah, so I know. Just, it was very. Yeah, didn't do anything, and then just showed up and got his ass whooped. And you know. Douglas had just his mom passed away two weeks before that fight, so he, you know, he was like fully like I'm doing this for my mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like a Black Rocky. I mean, it was just, he was forty six to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was amazing, you know, fight the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> I love how he mentions K one trying to get it back to wrestling. You no, go- well, no, but that, off, Mike off. Tyson do K one isn't that's no, not I don't think re- he ever pro wrestling. I thought that's what you guys were referencing. K1, no, you're, you're confusing it with Iron Mike Sharp. <laughs> I just remember like Tyson's downfall. It seemed so precipitous. He kept doing these pay-per-views and me and my buddies would pay for it, hoping he'd win. And he won like a couple bullshit ones uh, against... Andrew was, Galata. Yeah, where did he hit him? And Galata just fell. And you're like, I don't even think he, that maybe glanced his chin. Maybe. Yeah, there was a couple of those who were just like, yeah, he won, but it wasn't convincing. And just to see like Tyson's not Tyson anymore. It was kind of, yeah. I don't know. Like what? the death of my childhood on some level. Well, that's what they did with Fedor. You know, he, he loses three fights in America, and it was like, "Fuck, it's over." But the Russians wanted him to go out on top, so they lined up these fucking tomato cans for him. And like the first guy was limping to the octagon, like he was already <laughs> fucking hurt. And so he won his last three fights, and then he retired. But it was like, oh man, that's, that, you know, these guys are like. And what do you think he's doing for the Russian mob now? Is a real question. I mean, you know, he makes. You know, it's like a lot of Russian hockey players play in the NHL, and then they go to the KHL because it's under the table payments. It's they get their houses paid for, cars paid for. Yeah, there's a lot of shady things going on in Russia. Well, it's yeah. like the WNBA. Every Russian oligarch over there has their own team. Right. They pay them way better to play in Russia for three months than they make here. But all the girls still come back here because it's America. They want to be stars here. But it's just like they go back over there and they all have these billionaire sugar daddies that mm-hmm. pay for everything yeah. in their life. And just like, well, of course I, I play here. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But it's just like a weird... That's where the money's at. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, it's everything else... There, I. I don't want to say there's no taxes, but the taxes are pretty favorable over in Russia. So it's like... You know, it's tough. Do you want to be a, a star in America and make less money and more taxes or go to Russia where no one gives a shit, but, yeah, you know, make money and, you know. Be well, yeah, not as well known, but you'll make two, threefold what you'd make here. Yeah, it's like uh, that NHL guy, Kovalchuk. He's an amazing player. He makes double what he makes now in the KHL. Oh, really? So. Well, is it like uh, with uh, Karolenko on the Nets, he left a ton of money on the table to go play for Prokhorov, and everybody just assumes, all right, well, Prokhorov is either going to give him a cushy job right. in the Russian leagues when he's done, or he's paying under the table, like doing something else to where we don't know about it, which is like, okay, well, you know, that's what the Russians do. That's fine. So be it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a friend of mine who was a goon, hockey fighter, and uh, in the KHL, they really like the fighters. <laughs> so they, he actually signed first with that team whose plane crashed. You know, all, oh, wow. all the players died, and, and yeah, shit. everyone. But he, for whatever reason, the last minute he went to another team, and I mean, he was like a day away from being on that plane. Wow! And uh, but they love the fighters over there. 
because for a long time they didn't let fights in the Russian league, but now. Really, you would think that would be one of the places skilled. they would embrace it. It's a very high skill league, and it's a it's a bigger ice surface. Okay, was so, it more Olympic style? Uh, yeah. It's, okay. Uh, so the, uh, you know, the the goons weren't good enough to keep up. Okay. Know? But now I think they tried to adapt to a more North American style, you know, like violent, you know, action game. Yeah. Well, there's a reason that people like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and MMA's popular now. Boxing's, you know, coming back. So violence. I, I'll believe that when I see it. I don't. Yeah, I violence think, is doing pretty good these days. But. I do think, like, that Areola guy, the Mexican guy, he's not very... I, for some reason, he's not well-known, but he, his ability to take punishment is unbelievable. Yeah. He, uh... The point I was making about bringing him up, though, is that he doesn't work his... I mean, he works out, but he eats, like, shit throughout the... throughout his training, and when he gets to the fight, he's still a fat guy that gets... that gets... that tires too easily. That's how Klitschko... Uh, Vitaly Klitschko fought him at the Staples Center, and, you know, that was... that was... Ariola's crowd. I mean, he's from East LA. Yeah, I mean, yeah he was, from Riverside he, or something. Some, yeah, yeah, or maybe yeah. something like that. Yes, but he, you know, this is his, this is a hometown hero in his hometown fighting, and he just wasn't. I mean, dude, you, you see his training. There's training videos for this fight where he's eating burritos in between gym <laughs> sessions, and and he shows up, fights this guy who's a has more years of experience than him, and his whole lifestyle is for boxing everything he eats i mean the guy counts calories this cariola or areola counts fucking street tacos beans so i mean he got went in there he got rocked pretty bad he didn't go down but did he did he get knocked out i don't know it wasn't he just got he 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 lost the fight pretty badly and then cried in front of everybody it was pretty sad dude like it shook me up a little bit like that guy like he's a scary dude and then you oh yeah crying and and because he just got it, he just completely lost to this guy, and I completely attribute it to his diet and not giving a shit. So there's like a UFC fighter, which I think is so much more um, dangerous than boxing. Boxing, there's those rules to where I mean, you could still get fucked up pretty yeah. bad, but but you know if you're a professional, you keep guarded. You don't have to worry about somebody ripping your arm out of your sock. Or yeah, or taking a knee to <laughs> some yeah. area or kicks. Yeah. Why, why aren't those guys doing everything they can to be in the most tip-top shape when they go in the ring with somebody? Because this guy's, their opponent's doing everything they can to not get tired. Because they've gotten this far doing it this way. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah it's kind of hard to fault. Like, but Like you said, 10 years of, of not losing, just being a badass oh, yeah. and not quite training the way. I mean, that's going to catch up, though. You're going to get some 10-year, you know, uh, someone who's 10 years younger than you who does care. Yeah, just eats, breathes, and sleeps. And just just boxing. Just fight yeah. his whole life. Yeah. And you're just going to show up for another fight that you think you're going to win. What's like, you remember uh, when they put Randy Couture against James Tony? I mean, that was like the first, okay, we're going to have a pure boxer against one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. And you could tell James Tony didn't train any MMA. He just said, fuck it. Really? Just gave him in and said, I'm, I'm a boxer, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, I thought he might have a chance of beating Couture if Couture, like, lunged in and he, he'd hit him with an uppercut or, you know, you because know, MMA boxing is so much different than uh, real boxing. Yeah. It's just they're not trained to properly throw punches, most of them. And then, uh, so Couture just took him down very easily and choked him out. Yeah, which you, you you need to be aware of that. Like, yeah. look, this is how a lot of these matches go. You need a, a fail-safe, like a, 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 something to get out of this. But 
Then fuck. he did no training. You could tell, like, when Couture just took him down, he was like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah right. I'm done. I got paid. It's like, uh, yeah. That that fight with uh, Kimbo Slice versus the guy that he was supposed to fight Ken Shamrock, but right. Shamrock like broke his nose that day in training or something well, like this that. Is the one they had on CBS where yeah. Strike yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. the guy whooped one Seth punch, Pe- one punch. Yeah. Seth Petrosalis. Yeah. small dude. He was working at a juice stand. You yeah. know what I mean, like it was the last minute. This is the closest guy to the arena. Could he come in and fight Kimbo <laughs> yeah. Slice? Pretty for much. Us? Oh yeah, I'll show up and dude, right when that bell goes off, pop, and then Kimbo just goes down. It's way smaller than Kimbo. That, that was a funny MMA show. Just especially before the match, right before that, is like Phil Baroni, and like the New York badass. Yeah, yeah if I'm correct, Phil, Bar- he ha- he is wearing a costume and he has singers, dancers coming with him to the ro- to the cage, and then he just proceeds to get his ass kicked. Well, he he was like a. Uh... He did it more for the show than yeah, I mean. Yeah, he was a character. Yeah, he was like a bodybuilder fighting, but yeah. But was, you, oh, go ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead. Much love. No, no, like Mayweather, he was a he played up being a heel. Yeah, I mean, he was an okay fighter, but you know, my favorite Kimbo fight was the last fight he like his last street fight where he fought this Boston cop. Yeah, I remember that. It went on forever. But he had his posse was like. Every time Kimbo would get in trouble, they'd stop the fight and go, no, you can't. You're not allowed to. You yeah. stepped on his toes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a like, street fight. Yeah. It's like there's, and, you know, that one guy I don't think brought anyone with him. So mm-hmm. it was just this white cop. did he beat him? He beat him. Yeah. He, I think it, it lasted so fucking long. It was like one of those Flair Steamboat hour yeah, long. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> uh, uh, what was that movie, that uh, Roddy Piper movie, They Live? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that dancer yeah. just kept on going. Who's, so. that, who's that guy? Who's Keith that actor? Keith David, yeah. man. That's one, one of the my... best fights on oh, in cinematic, so you know, history. It. it just goes on forever. But it seems it's realistic. It, the whole reason they're fighting is because he's he's trying to get him to put on the glasses. Yeah. Just put him on. No. Put no. on the glasses. Uh, one of my all-time favorite. I swear, God, if I ever get to talk to Piper more, I, I would ask. You probably him more, won't, but I yeah, mean, I'd probably ask him more about that than wrestling at all. Like, I, I love they live. That's that's possible. a great John Carpenter, great Dude, movie. John Carpenter, so straight up, yeah. I hope he uh, makes a few more movies before he does. He, 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 the last one he did was straight to like videos on Netflix. Eh, it was all right. It wasn't anything. What special. was it about? It was about this girl in an insane asylum, and was she really saying what she's saying? Blah, blah, blah. It was it was very uncarpenter like, if anything. You didn't get you didn't get a real feel that John Carpenter directed this movie. Was she a comedy star waitress? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> well, what was the last movie he did that was worth a shit? Uh, Escape from New York. No, Ghost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Actually, Ghost I, on Mars. Ghost, Ghost on Mars is Mars. not good. I like Ghost of Mars. I it's li- not well, good. It's okay. There's a lot to hate about. It. I understand. It, yes, the whole thing. <laughs> I disagree. The, I oh, like, watch out. I like the feeling of dread he builds up. Judge Dread. Yes, <laughs> Judge Dread, starring Carl Urban. Uh, no, that's Dread. Judge no, Dread no, is Stallone. It's both the and, same fucking thing. And Rob Schneider. Yeah. yeah, I like you know fucking what? terrible. I like. I I admit I like shitty movies. I, I I like the Dread reboot way more, and that's a legit good movie. But the, in my heart, I, I I genuinely enjoy the Judge Dread from the nineties. Oh, it's, it's so a bad. terrible movie. Oh yeah, it's a B movie. But but like Snyder and Diane Lane's hot in it. Diane Lane, man. yeah, Dude. yeah, yeah. Eighties and nineties, she was super fine, and then she kind of like, Streets of Fire, man. Come on. Oh God, with Willem Dafoe and uh, what's his face? I don't remember. Anyway, Michael Pere. Yes. 
he went. <laughs> he's another B, B guy who be quick. I think we're coming on a new podcast where we just name obscure actors and movies. Yeah, nobody yeah, saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll talk about how Keith David's more famous as a voice actor than he is uh, sometimes as an actual actor. Like, I'll go into it. Um, what was I talking about? We're Dredd. talking about Judge Dredd. You like the reboot. Ghost of Mars. So Ghost of Mars, I, 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 regardless of what you think, I like the feeling of Dredd they build up. I like the violence and I like the 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 how the bad monsters, whatever they are, are dressed. It's creepy. It's it unsettling. And then the whole movie just has this feeling of dread. I, I'm I'm susceptible, I guess. I I really in a really basically enjoyed Ghost of Mars for what it's worth. Can you start that uh, story from the beginning? <laughs> I didn't get any of that. I uh, yeah, I I think that movie sucks. It was on um, when I lived at the house. It was on repeat for like six months or something. So I caught it in its entirety at some point at three in the morning, various right. times. Yeah, right. and I watched it all the way through again. I was like, this is a clunky piece of shit. It mm-hmm. just the fucking story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The right. acting is subpar. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is it Ice Cube or LL yeah, Cool J? Know, it's Ice Cube. It's Cube. It's okay. Ice Cube. Wait, is and, that the Ice Cube movie with uh, Dean Del Rey? <laughs> what movie is that? Uh, what was it? Yard House or? Is he in one? Yeah, he's in a movie with Ice Cube. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, you know that's why you tune into the podcast. You get these facts down. <laughs> you wow. learn something because there's a lot of Del Raisers that listen. And, and what was the name oh. you came up with? <laughs> what? The Click Clackers. The Click Clackers. That's not, that was Boone. Boone that's great. That. Yeah, the Click Clackers is a great one actually. I well, like I, that for his, you know, his crowd, his audience. I did roast Boone, by the way. I am one and own roast battles. <laughs> when was that? Uh, this is when the roast was first getting popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they oh, asked me to roast. Violated. Well, I mean, you know, Boone just kept saying, who does your hair? For through three rounds. <laughs> that was literally all he said. Dude, he came up to me the other night, and someone told him about my finger, which people listening, I dislocated it. It was pretty bad. It came out of the skin. Whatever. It's going to be fine. But Boone just came up out of nowhere. How's your finger? And just... Ask me three questions about the finger, and then just out of nowhere. So, how do you feel about the death penalty? <laughs> just like uh, what? Did he proceed to write on your clothing? Uh, no, no, he doesn't write on my clothing. But it's just like he had just read that article about the guy in Oklahoma that had the botched uh, death penalty. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I loved. But yeah, look, the guy still died. They botched his uh, execution, so he had a heart oh, attack yeah, yeah, yeah. on the gurney. But it took forty-five minutes of oh, him yeah. dying no. on the gurney. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was yeah. really bad. So they're suspending executions for a while. But I love it. The the general consensus in Oklahoma is, hey, the guy died. So Fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ends justify the means. Yeah, but yeah. it just boon out of nowhere. How do you feel about the death penalty? And then he just asked me about that. I think I think whoever you killed somebody is how you should die. I'd be like, okay, that's not I eye for an eye. Right. Yeah, very biblical boon. I mean, a you shoot a guy in the face, you should get shot in the face. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, eye for an eye is a good Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mid eighties. Who's in it, Josh? No, yeah. I'm not a big Chuck Norris. Steve guy. James and like, <laughs> so the most I ever liked the Chuck Norris. Much thing, love. Much, much love. love. The most I, I liked sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis. He's dead. Oh. Yeah, he's dead. He committed uh, suicide. And with Chuck Norris and uh what's his face from eight nineteen eighties SNL who played the villain? Uh, that really what, Piscopo or? Yeah, Piscopo. There we go. Joe Piscopo. And uh, it's a silly movie. It's completely silly, but we had HBO and they played that all the time. So I ended up basically liking the movie. But once again, I like a lot of shitty movies. But I'm with you there. Yeah. I love shitty movies. Own. Much love, much love. Yeah, much love. Well, <laughs> Josh, where can people catch you? Uh, they can catch This me. is airing today. I, right. you know, so oh, you'll I, put this out today? I Actually, you know, 
the first month I recorded like 15 of these and I would just release them once a week very randomly and that was probably a mistake because you know people are plugging shows that were like three months ago and <laughs> like it just I, I didn't know what I was doing like, you know yeah I, I just thought oh in case someone I can't get someone for that week I'll just well it's good to have them the yeah can. shelved but I you know in era like like the the first podcast I released is the fourth one I mean I was I really had no clue Ari Manis taught me the way of the world and uh so you know now i try and release in the day of so people you know can be current with their shows and you know like jeff Richards said he was on a tv show four months later i aired it you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so catch that in reruns guys yeah, yeah catch Tune it in on know. demand so i mean you know it's a lot more work involved than i expected with this but you know i'm like my own talent coordinator i can <laughs> i can only you know so, all right, where are you going to be, Josh? Uh, just you be uh, at the battle tonight? Yes, I'll always be at the battle. And what is your role in the battle, just uh, so people can... Cha- chanter, uh, seat holder, uh, audience member. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, a part, I'm a part of it no matter what, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, yeah. You got any stand-up shows coming up? No, nothing. And I sure, even if I do, I don't tell any shitty stories that go nowhere. I'm much better than that. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, don't oversell yourself. I know. I just, I just, I feel like I did a bad job. You did a great job today. Oh, okay. You just busted my chops before. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't work in wrestling and plug in some of your shows. <laughs> you got any K1 shows coming up or like any pride uh, fights? That'd be great if I was in the fight and I punch him. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry, sorry. Up, that up, would be up. awesome though. If secretly, you were just a fucking destroyer in the ring. I don't know where you're this nice, like, peaceful guy, and then in the ring, you're just a monster. <gasps> I would fucking love that. It just comes together. Yeah, exactly. Just that's where you know all that attention. Giant. Yeah, That'd it's like, be, a, uh, like so, oh, go ahead. No, no, like oh, Norman ahead. Smiley when he at WCW, yeah, 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 yeah. he Norman was the Smiley. hardcore champ who didn't yeah. like getting hit. Yeah, so oh, really? That was his hook? Yeah, Yeah, he'd wear great. football gear. Like a helmet and the shoulder pads. Into the ring? Yeah, yeah. They, like, yeah. Hold on. So he was the hardcore champ. Like, he was winning. So, like, hardcore champ, you'd think, oh, this guy loves violence and he likes yeah. hitting. And, yeah. And that was the shtick. But how do they let him just get away with wearing... It was more of a comedy, just, you yeah. know, a comedy relief. It's you know. a okay. similar thing with Crash Harley. He was always a he was always a jobber, and then they're yeah. like, "Well, let's we got this hardcore belt. We're a failing company, anyway." So, like, what they did with the uh, uh, what was his name Booker T for the European? Yeah, like in the nineties, you've been around. We're gonna create a belt for you. Just fuck it. You won the European, yeah. and then the audience didn't care, and then the European went away like a the, year later. The best was the Crash Harley twenty four seven hardcore championship in the late nineties. Yeah, I like that on uh, WWE. So much fun. They they would like try and fight him at arcades or like Discovery Zone type places where he's going down the slide. He'll like get on the monkey bars and like drop kick a dude. I'm amazed. Prince Albert like, yeah. chasing him through the airport. Oh yeah, it's it was hilarious. It was good time. Good times to be had. Uh yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Autistic Thunder, and I I guess I'll list when I have sets. Yeah, yeah, man, you're a funny dude, man. Thank you, Earl. I appreciate you having me on. I I enjoyed myself regardless of my exasperations. But that's why you're on. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, Gabe Killian will never be on this show again, <laughs> ever. See. Really? What if What if you sit him down? You teach him mic technique? But I don't think he's uh, he's always so high. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, he and he has a soft voice, so it's yeah. Like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. Radio is not his thing. Yeah. I don't know what's his thing. Yeah. I, weed. Smoking weed. Yeah. I, I, great guy though. Oh yes. And writes great MMA articles. He's very knowledgeable. It's great to do these UFC podcasts. You know, Danish and O'Neill are the kings of it because yeah. we start talking two minutes after we start about Fat James and, and oh, I love it. We talk very little about what actually happened and <laughs> you know, what what. I love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you too, man. Much love. You saw I strategically pulled the mic away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted you to bask in that for a minute. Dude, that was very nice of you. Yeah, the look on your face didn't say that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. you look a little shell shocked. I, I don't know what to do uh, with this, Josh. If you love me, you wouldn't make me pay you the thirty six dollars I owe you. <laughs> if you don't want, you don't have to. You, yes, you gave me a lot of nice clothes. I'm just kidding. I'm going to pay you. Uh, I'll give you the money tonight. Edgar, where where can awesome. people see you? Well, I'm at the Comedy Store on Thursday and again on Saturday. What time? Uh, Thursday, I'm not sure, but Saturday, I'm in the main room at 11.45. Thursday will be a fun night because the second roast. I mean, I think uh, what, what was, Joe Dosh against Trey Stewart. That's going to be a good, good. one. Good. So it'll be good. Trey's a very funny guy. I'd give that to... Ooh, I guess that could go either Dosh way. That, that like, Dosh kid is... Dosh is a real cool. assassin. Yeah. He's like a mean spirit. or you know, He's got like that serial killer vibe. Mm -hmm. Almost like I thought you would be at the roast. Like You're so fucking nice. Yeah, you I'm talking to, to Matt. A, a dark side, but I just uh, oh, you, I do. Yeah. I mean, we all do. But it showed though. Like you did the one joke about Tebow's teeth, and it's like, wow, I, I can never picture Matt saying something <laughs> that like that. Fucking joke died so bad, <laughs> and I thought I, was, I rewrote that thing 15 times. I mean, there's a couple you, jokes that I didn't use where I'm just like I kept rewriting, rewriting, rewriting. I should have used one because. Uh, when Ren is easy, he's like, you look like my babysitter. And I already had a joke of like, is it better looking like the newest basis for Good Charlotte? Right. <laughs> and I went through 75 bands of which is the best to make fun of for Teeb. And I figured that one just because it's a shit band. And of course, they would still be going around touring, whatever the fuck. I mean, it's tough. I mean, they want me to do it. And I think I'm too sensitive. Really? So. Like, yeah, it's stuck off of waters. But it doesn't, it's meaningless. And especially Teeb's my friend. Yeah. So I, it doesn't bother me. If it right. was some unknown dude, or like, I don't know you. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could do it if I really liked the person, but, you know, I don't have that many skeletons, but, you know, there's enough there that, you know, a lot of belly room visits and tours, and, <laughs> you know. Well. I know, I know everyone. Especially when we know your ex-girlfriend, and it's like... That. Oh, yeah, that, I know that, but see, I would be, I know that would be, like, the first thing people would get me on is, is Gail. We'd go straight to Gail. Oh, yeah. Straight yeah. to Gail, but I would have the replies ready. Uh huh. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I, I bet there'd be like some. Oh, I, I bet there. No, it's cool. He just I bet rips the, the mic. From yeah. 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 All right, my turn, motherfucker. You fucker. Uh, I bet there'd be a lot more like you hitting on Whitney. Uh, not Whitney Cummings. Jesus. Whitney Rice. Yeah, but I mean, you know, just because uh, you know, and that's the beauty of the comedy store. Two people can't do a simple sketch once a week without the whole place thinking we're fucking. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's you, yeah. But me and Whitney had to do a specific podcast saying why we wouldn't and aren't fucking. <laughs> I mean, she has no boobs. I'm a boob guy. I'm yeah. 20 years older than her. Yeah. Oh, and come on. That's perfect for Hollywood. What are you talking about? That's not That's not a strike against. That's a, yeah, it's something uh, in your corner. It's not for me, but, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think I have a lot of skeletons. The boob thing's a bullshit reason why you wouldn't sleep with her. It's really not. I, I can't. Get, you just can't. It's a it's, it's a visual thing where I literally can't get hard if a girl doesn't have tits. See, what if the guy does? 
Guy does. I get rock hard. Meyerowitz, I would fuck in a second over Whitney. Nice. Because you got great I tits. Well. <laughs> I, I, I got some great man boobies. You got those big, like, Josh Barnett nipples, too. <laughs> They're not big. They're, like, dime size. You're right. I'm some other guy I'm thinking of. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, it's weird because, like, I, I'm a boob... Fe- I, I love boobs so much I'm a breast fetishist. Fet- fetishist. Fet- fetishist. Spell it. F- you like boobs a lot. Uh, yes. Right, F- yeah. yeah. F- F- Take F- control F- of this interview. Right, yeah. I can spell it. <laughs> F-E-T-I-S-H-I-S-T. But, like... If I was fucking a girl who had no boobs, I, I mean, what's the difference between her body and your body? Uh, well, the blatant vagina. Well, yeah, yeah but I, I'm what, a visual guy. As opposed guy. to your what, subtle vagina? I'm a visual guy. You also seem like a bush guy. I love a big, hairy pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you come from a time where yeah, you, you watched it. You watched the. You saw the bush leave. Yeah, but a pussy. You know, no offense to you know, your wife, your lady friend, my tits. your tits. <laughs> a pussy is kind of like, like my gay neighbor said. It just looks like scrunched up deli meat. I don't care. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I yeah. Care. yeah. I mean, it's I, not a very pretty. On occasion, it is. On occasion, it is fucking gorgeous. And you're like, that is beautiful. But most times, no. I mean... Looks like a wad of chewing gum. Just like, yeah. Just like our balls. Well, just with the lips and everything. I'm all about that. I like the character. Not me. (laughs) I like the hair so you don't know what's... Oh, yeah. I like hair, too. I like it all. I just like vagina anyway anyway it comes. No, I agree. You know what I mean? I take what I can get. I'm... Well, you I'll fucked take, the flashlight, so of course yeah. You take oh no, what you only can get. the once. It's been laying in a garbage bag in like the corner of my room for the last oh two God, years. I, I really want to throw. You, like, oh, I washed it out. Yeah, no. I was I, gonna say if it's just been sitting in there with. No, no, no. I washed it out. Baby Meyerowitz. It was a day my. Pa- it was a day my. Pa- I lived with my parents. They weren't home. I decided to give it a run, and uh, nah, it didn't do anything for me. My right hand does. By the way, I want to go back. My point with the tits Talk is... Talk about wrestling. <laughs> the tits on the girls in fucking pro wrestling. I love it. Everyone, Almost every girl has fake tits. It's wonderful. Oh, they're all twats. I hate, they're all a bunch of cunts. Earl, you, do you like them fake? No, I mean... Uh, I, See, like, I like them real, I hate fake tits. Me too. I, fake uh, tits. So, I mean, you know, I just... They gotta be big. Maybe. I'd rather yeah. take no boobs than... Yeah. Than, Fake ones. Big old fake nasty, yeah. just balloons. Ugh. I'm more of a personality guy myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for you. Way to spin that positive. It's good to be a romantic. It's good to be a romantic. I'm a romantic. I'm a romantic that doesn't get any women, but a romantic not. We're driving over here. We're stopped at a red light, and this girl was walking across. Street, pretty Asian girl. I was like, oh man, what would you do to her? And he's like, I would love her very gently. <laughs> he wasn't trying to be funny. Yeah, I'd be so loving. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. All right, would you? Would you? You know, you gonna her face? Like, what do you like? Love kissing. I love eating her pussy. Love trying to give it to her heart, even though I'm small. You know, I try my best. I mean, I want. I wanted to get to my point about the boob thing. I love big tits, fake tits, real tits. Doesn't matter. Huge. But I'm realistic. If a girl. I falls in love with me. I'm in love with her, and she's flaz aboard. It wouldn't affect me. I'd have sex with her because I love her. How do you feel about Daniel Bryan? He's an excellent wrestler. Yeah, yeah we get, wanted to bring it full circle. Are you talking about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. Are you talk- 
the guy, the guy, like I said the way in the beginning of the podcast, he's one of those guys that the reason why WWE is, has something good is because he's an indie guy who made, got famous on the indies and he continues to prove his worth in the main mainstream wrestling. You better have really good ADD if you're listening to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going all over the board. We're, we're touching everything. The yeah, it's battle. like every podcast for the most I part. I'm not making anyone mad at me or hate me. Not you, you guys. You probably I mean, are, but... Uh, uh, no, I I'm, uh, I bring love. Yeah, much love. Much love. Much of it. Yeah. So just to prove that me and Whitney aren't fucking, I'd like to challenge her right now to the roast because you would never do that to someone you were fucking. So true. You'd never what, talk to her. calling her out? Just destroy her publicly like that? Yeah. Or she might destroy me. Hey. She's really funny. So, you know. Well, maybe this uh, roast will happen. You know, uh, I, I'm sh- I know the roast battle people listen to it. I mean, uh, I was asked once before... Uh, by the higher ups to roast and they said who do you want and i said well how about tony and then uh so when they did that whole thing i thought they were going to call me out and tony but uh, that didn't happen so uh you know yeah and i don't think he'll roast again so how, how about don bears don's already fighting i know uh, but after that one. Oh, i didn't know about especially that. if he does good uh, well, I uh, I think Don. I don't know if they're actually going to do it, but they're setting it up. God, uh, there's two people I don't think would take jokes at their own expense very well. Yeah, I mean Don and Brody. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious, and and them going at it. I mean, that yeah, exactly. Crazy. I just it's going to be interesting. Either of them, I don't like Don. Maybe a little bit better, but once you offend him, there's no like he won't be able to turn it off. No. What about tonight? Before we get out of here. Oh yeah, you- yeah. Well, so we'll do a. So uh, tonight is the great uh, Stuart Thompson. So very much in the Matt No style from the standpoint of nice. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to attack him from. On the surface, there's not a lot to go on. Yeah, Excellent I mean, impressionist, too. Great. But, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's funny. He's he's not horrible looking. <laughs> I mean, he's a good looking dude. Uh, so My money's on Dan. I think Dan will go Dan more. Dan? Yeah, I think Dan Madonia has, has better comedy chops. He's just been doing it longer than him. And he actually writes jokes that are. They're not roast jokes, but they, they, they fall under the setup punch style that I think prevails in a, yeah, in you a need roast battle. Quick like jokes. This. It needs yeah, to be so setup punch. He'll have, he'll have some of those. Uh, and he's also, you know, he's calm enough to to rest in the pocket if if he does need a rebuttal. And he's Whereas, used to people giving him shit. Oh, he's been he's been through it uh, longer than 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 Stu. Uh, but, you know, Stu is a talented, dude. Uh, like all battles could go either way. Um, I don't. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking. I I gotta go with Madoni on this one. Yeah. You, you never know what you're gonna get. I, when Frank Castillo was doing his first one, I loved the guy. He's a great friend. But I thought he was gonna get fucking pummeled, and he did all the pummeling. Yeah. He well, I mean, you yeah. know, it, second time too. He did good. He did really good. Uh, it surprised me. But I think Madonia has more uh, skeletons than Stewie. Right, so, right. You know, well, it's whether or not Stewart finds those out in time. Like, I think, I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if, if he does, does the homework, yeah, then he. But Stewart strikes me as the kind of guy who will do the homework. Yeah, oh, yeah. he yeah. will beat him in the in the. He's Stu's a wordsmith. He loves words. He loves vocabulary. Yeah. He's Berkeley educated. And so, Dan's not. Dan's not. He's stoned. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a, in a like Dan, not way. Dan's not stupid. As, oh, not no, he's dumb smart or anything dude, like that. But, but I'm saying, like, uh, Stu might actually have an edge in that kind of, even in the writing part of it. He might because, be able to trip yep, Dan up with but the But you reference. can't have too, too verbose or wordy a joke, or it can't be too, like, you need to appeal to the lowest common denominator in yeah. that room. Yeah. It needs to be digestible and quick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be you know in and out. So I think Dan's calmness is going to give him the actual edge. It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting battle. It's an interesting because just you know. What's the undercard? I don't think there is one. Yeah, I don't think there's one. Oh, I thought it was like, wait, is this today or Thursday we're talking today. about? Today. Yeah, I thought like the undercard was like this guy, Miguel, he's a good guy, uh, Miguel Fierro versus someone. The undercards have been good too, for the most part. Well, last week, some people said uh, the undercard might have been better than the main. Yeah, uh, that's I all heard I heard. Too. The Matt Taylor, Mike Cetera one, where they were the main card, people, the, the, the undercard was Keith Soul and Jonathan, I forget his last name. They did they did a great job, especially Keith. Keith is the only one so far who's not only been chanted, like name chanted by the audience, but two times in one night. And he's the guy when they ended the Matt Matt Taylor uh Mike Cetera one early, they brought in Keith and, and Jonathan. Jonathan barely got anything in. Keith was just fucking going to town on them. Keith soul did an excellent job and he was in the undercard no less well the matt taylor satara one was oh great. yeah that was terrible yeah. but it was but you know after that you figured it wouldn't be that easy pickings keith soul really did well i think they opinion. were both coked up you know oh. there's both Especially of them are sweating taylor. yeah taylor there's no doubt that he was but satara also had i don't know if he you know he was the, drunk he had this like glazed look on his face, like almost like an Adam Richman, like I'm killing right now. I'm like, oh, dude, God. you ain't killing, brother. I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Who that is? Who's Satara? There, there, there was there's the reason why was they were both mainly known for yeah bringer shows. shows. They're not and... actually that funny. Yeah, no, no, you said it best. <laughs> but that's Josh. what I love about him. He'll see Keith Sabria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I, I have no choice but to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you're a good podcast guest. Yeah. So Matt. Where are you? Uh, Matt you got, got any uh, Matt? No, uh, I'm sorry. We do have two Matt's yeah. here. The only thing I'm plugging is I uh, got a new show starting called King of the Screen. Uh, it'll be starting at the store in a couple weeks. These two, uh, Matt and Josh, are going to be a part of it. I'd like to get you involved somehow. What, what, we can talk about it. The yes. show is it's comic versus comic. We're going to do bracket style with uh, video games. And it's going to be a different oh, video wow. game every night. We're going to have play by play and a color commentary. Two comics. We're going to have the comics mic'd up that are facing off. And it's going to be as many comics as we can get. So we get eight guys. Then it's going to be a tournament style. And then eventually, like, we've already got uh, we've got uh, a dispensary that's going to actually, you know, put some money into it. Oh, cool. And we're going to have a dispensary in the back giving out samples and shit like that. It's going to be up in the belly. So they're going to be posted up in the green room. Oh, great. And then um, we've got a 120-inch screen, an HD projector. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. We're gonna. I mean, it, it should be nice, and we've already got a slate of games lined up, and we've got a ton of different stuff. So if you play any games, let me know. It doesn't matter because we're gonna do an old school night of. I think we're gonna do a Gold Nine night for sure. Oh yes. A Tecmo Bowl night. That'd uh, be fun. Yeah. We're gonna keep like all those. Yeah, we're gonna do a Street Fighter. We're gonna do Call of Duty, Madden. Uh, Madden, man. Down the line, NBA Two K. We've already got. Uh, uh, some people. Yeah, Fight Night. We're probably gonna open with just because it's easy for people to follow along okay. with unboxing, but. We're hopefully going to build that up. It'll be eventually every Wednesday, but the first two weeks will be back to back. And then I think thereafter it'll be every other Wednesday for the first like month or so until we can get enough comics lined up on future shows to where we can do it every week. Yeah. This is Freddie Lockhart's thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. I mean, the store, it's getting fun up there again where these, these new shows. And, yeah, try and, and do something different just, and interesting. You know, They're I, utilizing that belly room the right way. Yeah. yeah. And what's great about this the, the show Matt's talking about is, yes, it's a video game tournament, but before that, it's a comedy show. I mean... Oh, so there's an actual comedy well, show? No, no, it actually, it is a comedy yeah. show. Oh, no, I got you. Well, I mean, like, we're going to have the comics mic'd up, so they'll be talking shit, and we got guys off on the side, and they'll be talking shit about the action, plus the comics playing, and... The, you know, it's organized, it it's organized shit talking. Yeah, basically, oh, yeah. basically we're going to have, you know, different people involved and try and make this as interesting as possible. Hopefully shoot some sketches for, we already have some ideas for fight night and getting guys involved. I want to like make Danto a cut man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking, yeah. Just like incorporate as many different people to have them shine and make the show better as humanly possible. This kind of sounds like the, uh, like the boxing night was so fun because you had every all the hyenas at the mm -hmm. store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In various roles, and you know some of the matches were good, some weren't. You know, but hopefully make an interesting event. Yeah, yeah. No, if you get all the creative people in one room, I think it's really fun atmosphere. Yeah, and let them do what they do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, look out for that. Any stand-up comedy store spots coming up? Or I haven't called in in weeks. Fuck Tony or fuck Tommy and fuck Tony and fuck Tony. Tony. Fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Tony. <laughs> Yeah, no, that I look, I quit drinking seven years and change ago and dealing with that guy over the past five years, I've been driven to the point of wanting a drink five times and once I almost did. I'm with you, bro. Uh, I need to be there. Yeah, I just no, no. he's driven me to a point where I have almost mentally broken down and had a drink. We got into uh, one time he called me on the phone and we got into a 20, 28 minute screaming match. I've I said things to him on the phone that I've never said to any human being alive, and he started as soon as I picked up the phone. I was like, "Hello," and he just started yelling me from the outset. And at one point, I just yelled at him. I was like, "Shut the fuck up, you dumb motherfucker!" Because I'm talking. Right. And then I just I laid into him for about two minutes straight, and then thereafter, for the next like month, I got prime spots. I was like, "Interesting." This is what I have to do, like to to raise right. my blood pressure to an unhealthy level. To get your uh, fuck it, I don't. I just try not to deal with him anymore. No, I hear you, man. Would it, would you say I'm in the wrong when I called him Two Face? Um, the thing is, he's not. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks oh, okay. of you. Like if he's having trouble with, like, say he's he's mad at me. If he's talking to you, he'll tell you how he feels about me or any other problem in his life, right. and he's more than happy to tell you that to your face. I just uh, the reason why I even th would think he's Two Face because one time. Uh, he he gave me a good compliment after I did the potluck, and then after I leave, this sh really shitty comedian GT goes up to him and he says the exact same thing to him. This is a guy who's well. been around much longer than me, and we all know he's terrible. And then Tommy says the exact same thing he said to me, and I feel like, am I a GT? I don't want to fucking be a GT. I have no, I, I have no. Oh God. Take the compliment because. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just, I just hope that. I'm not being bullshitted. With. No, no. I, I don't think he's duplicitous in that. I think most times if he's paying a compliment, he's trying to pay a compliment. Right. And I appreciate it. I just I just get scared. Yeah. He I does just, have those pockets where you can talk to him and it's like a normal conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's so great. rare. Yeah, no, it's very rare. But there are like we bond over Sons of Anarchy and that's probably about it. But. I, I, we always uh, talk about new movies together. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it's, you know. It's a tough gig. I just like yeah. I like how Jamie from the improv does it. Like he's a little more like, "Hey, I get eight spots a week. I love you, but I." I, I yeah, you know, he I told wait. me the same thing. He's like, yeah. basically, I was told, "Listen, without credits, I'm kind of hamstrung at getting guys up." And I was like, "You know what? At least you were honest, and I appreciate that." 
And, but yeah, I, I would rather be dealt like that than yeah. like one night Tommy told me, come here at nine. I like what you're doing. So I get there at nine. I literally went on at two fifteen. Yeah. Like, well, why not just tell me to show up late? Yeah, exactly. Why why do that to me? Why piss away my entire night? But I mean, I would think you almost like you know, you make your job that much tougher when you like give people free reign to give you animosity. Like uh, yeah, I don't I don't think he has that kind of vision. He's very short sighted. I mean, you know, well He also <laughs> doesn't care about it the way he did. Well, yeah. Now he just sits up in the office yeah, all night. Yeah, he, he leaves really early, and and his just, his mind's on it. That's why it's it's well, it's easy to take it personally, but it, it's also like he doesn't give a shit. It's yeah, he's mentally checked out. Yeah, he's checked out of it. You know, oh, God, man, the guy got me my job there. He passed me as a paid regular. Uh, like I do, I really do, I I do like Tommy, but uh, I mean, we might be getting close to the time where they need to, you know switch things move up on get, get, yeah well, i think they are there's got to be a guy that that with enthusiasm behind that booth and he's just he's beat to death the guy's had this really hard job for a decade so i don't know i well, want somebody younger he's more. someone like eric like the old man not older but he's like the older manager, manager. he's yeah he's somebody that understands comedy a little bit better though than, than not to say eric doesn't but i mean somebody that's in the mix not just at the comedy store i'm saying Somebody well, I mean, there's that, a couple names getting yeah, floated there around are a right few now. Names, and there's one name in particular. I'm not going to say anything, but yeah. I will when this podcast is over, so yeah. I can start. I like one of the thing. names. I mean, the All two right, names that right. I've heard that have legitimate claim to it. One, I don't think would ever do it. The other one wants it. I think would do a great job yep. at it. Yeah, and we're thinking the same guy. Yeah. I can tell. And I think I think he would be good for the store, even if the short term. But um, Ingram had a good point, which I'll tell you afterwards, and be like, I think that alone kills him. And I'm like. Okay, I mean, I understand your point. Oh, interesting. See, I would love to do it for six months. I really, I would do it. it just write the ship. The, and that, that's like the improv where they roll over guys so often. Like, it's a good and bad thing, but at least they're interjecting new blood and changing things up every once and again. But I just think you need someone in there who's like not going to reward people who don't show up and like... Or people that just, you just, know, the squeaky wheel. You know, and then there, there was one comic and we all know them I'll, I'll say her, their name off the air like she's spinning around the drapes one night going i don't even want to be up here anymore yeah it's like, and we have to wait to go up till after that it's like it's a friday night it was somewhat of a hot room and like they just paid 20 bucks two drinks and you're on stage four minutes into your set so you don't want to be up here probably can't if we're thinking of the same person cover the 15 yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you, yeah, but you know, it's just like, and that's who's getting passed over, say, someone like Tebow or, or who someone like you. Somebody I mean, like, I don't want to say me, but you know, well, look, there is, I think, an injustice level, and in my mind, like, say the person that I think should get it gets it, I would actively lobby to get you passed because you just you're as much a part of the store as anyone else yeah absolutely you're a comedy store comic yeah you are a comedy store person you're more of a you're more in than i am and i'm a paid regular yeah but you see i love it that you guys are passed because i like some people i like it does bother me sometimes but like when i see you guys on stage i'm actually happy like you know we i we really care about it like I, I, I mean, really, shows. I really love stand-up comedy my entire life. I when I was, yeah, before I was based 20, around I'm this. from Long Beach, so I'm not that far from here. When I was 18, when I first got a car, I would drive by the comedy store and slow down and look in and try to figure out who's a comedian or not, or park right. my car and walk by it. And it was right when I turned 21, I came in here to 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 be a comedian at the comedy store. What and then, it? so I really do care about when I see yeah. what, what you're talking about about that 
the comedian that goes up and, and does that. I can't fucking stand that. Oh. It's just such a waste of time in, in, that somebody else could have had that does care like me because I know I'm not the only one that thinks of it that way. And that this person gets to just go up there and flail and talk about how they don't want to be up oh, there. Oh, that and, broke my heart. And, well, yeah. you're there. Yeah. You're there. They could have easily had you. You walk around. And you have well, to wait yeah. for this to get off. Or or Teeb. Like, oh, yeah, there's so many. Dude, Angelo Bowers had to die to get his name. Oh, he wouldn't, Yeah, he would not have been passed. No. If, uh, or at least not for another couple of years. And not, and not to say he shouldn't have. Oh, he's the funniest dude. Uh, nicest dude. Like, when I saw... It's not often you watch Potluck and go, wow, this person's funny. Like, yeah. I remember stopping in my tracks watching him going, wow, this well, guy's... Yeah, him and Gerard. Yeah. The two, they were friends. And I was like... These both these guys are really. F- I the did Bash uh, Brothers. Yeah, I did yeah. Fourth and B down in San Diego, oh, yeah. and Angelo came with, and it was me and Tripoli, and uh, Angelo was fantastic. I mean, I was just blown away. Was, I was like, this kid. I've never. I've done one or two shows with him, but had great presence on stage. Yeah, in front of a thousand people, yeah. just like you know, had great composure, great jokes. And just approached it, had his own style, and you're like, you don't see that that often. No, no. he was. He's really special. He's very just like Gerard. Like there's like some people that, like I started with both those guys. Right. I remember when we first were doing open mics. Those guys had something that none of us had, and that was this natural already in in inside of them. They had the ability to write a joke. They understood you know shorters better the the right. whole science of it where. We all had to develop that over the years, and and like, and then learn how to write for us, and the, the the process of even learning how to write a joke. They kind of already were close to that. Yeah, they had they a voice. They just really had to, if anything, learn their their voice even more. Basically, the thing that they already had, just water it. Where we had to find the thing, then water it. Yeah. yeah. All right, go, Josh. Sorry. So how about K one? You got anything on K one? <laughs> Pride. The I I'm happy to see and am scared of like what you guys are talking about for Jamar Neighbors. He recently got passed as a paid regular, and he's excellent. And I'm scared of the mistreatment he might get as a paid regular, like you guys are talking about. You're very wrong. The guy that that's a guy who another one of those guys that, who was overdue being passed. So him yeah. getting oh, passed, yeah. there's no issues with anybody. No. Him being a paid regular, him being on stage, even as a guy, I, I go up late there every night. If he were to co- start getting earlier spots than me, I can't. There's no room to complain. Oh, yeah. The guy's a well-rounded comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's he's different. Also, he does bring his own. So he's everything that the comedy store does stand for. He won't he won't go with it. He's already gone through all the hard times. Right, right. Not, I mean, he's still, of course, we, we all have hard times ahead. Oh, sure. Yeah. But but as far as the comedy store, nobody's fucking with Jamar. I meant well. I just want to see my friend. You're wrong. No, you fucking dick. <laughs> no, Meyerowitz, we got to wrap this up. No, get, no, I, people no, got no, things I, to go. I just said I'm happy to see Jamar neighbors. And I got to find out who the new talent coordinator is going to be, so I can yeah. start. I got to do the fucking You're schmooze. Love this, start doing the dance. Well, I hope I'm yeah, in with them. Start schmoozing. I hope I'm in with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure you are. Well, oh, you are, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's if, all yeah, good. but not for yeah. a fact that you, you're. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, you know, I do, you know, Tommy's, you know, like I said before, it's. It's an impossible situation. Like, as much job. as I hate the guy, he is in an impossible situation, and I feel for him. That job is not easy. And you don't know who's being nice to you. Like, you yeah. know, I genuinely say hello to him 
I've almost given up being passed by him. So I'm like, hey, man, how are you doing? You see Suns? It's not trying to kiss his ass. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Like, you see Monday nights at Potluck or the friend, whatever. What's it called? Potluck. Friends, friends and, and family, family or whatever the fuck. Every comic in the world is just waiting there like cows in a line. To yeah. Get their, I, I'd be unnerved. And he's done that for 10 years. So, all right. So Matt's new show. Check it out. The Comedy Store coming yeah. up. Matt knows. Matt Edgar this Thursday, this Saturday at the Comedy Store. Meyerwitz will be yelling back. Battle at the top of his lungs tonight, acting like an uncaged animal. And uh, my stand-up schedule is about as bad as Great White's touring schedule right now. So, uh, you know, we'll probably be playing this. Did you see that one clip of Great White playing after an arena football game last week? No. Playing in front of 10 people. Oh, Jesus. Because they played after the game. Yeah, exactly. Everyone fucking bailed. Of I'm course. Like, I've been there. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, too soon, Josh, too soon. Uh, <laughs> so find that Malaysian airplane first. If you put a shitty comedy show on that airplane, I could find it within 10 minutes. <laughs> All right, this is Inappropriate Earl, Matt Nose, Matt Edgar, Josh Meyerowitz. Thank you guys for coming. We're on SoundCloud. And uh, for you Steve Jobs, Nutswingers, iTunes, uh, come to the battle tonight, Comedy Store, Belly Room, and stay white. <laughs> <laughs>